I did sell crack, best believe I would be rich out here. So <laughs> you give your fave some money, right? So, hey, what are the topics we're going to get into today, man? So, we're going to talk about some casual shit before we... I remember this when I get wild. Bro, that deep breath was fucking wild. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Uh, we know, we normally, we normally give the first five minutes to let people file in and shit. You know how them single file lines don't be moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, it's a lot of people in here, man. I feel like everybody is ready for that uh, for that smoke that we have coming, so... Deservedly so. Deservedly so. Let's get it. Let's get it done. Let's get it in. And let's wait. It's funny though. I will say this before we really get it popping that the timing of uh, his tweets and what happened today really fit with today's episode. Fucking right. I'm letting letting y'all niggas know right now, bro. I'm not sitting through another four-hour night of us talking about y'all. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's fair. (laughs) Oh, absolutely not. Actually, I did. I I did want to shit on two things real quick. So, um. I feel if like it, if it's if it's Yasuke, it's not Yasuke. It's not okay. Yasuke. I'm 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 off of, I'm off of Yasuke right now. Well, we, um, we bring it up for topic two. So I feel like we we completely let Neo Yokio go through with no slander as a community, even though that shit was booty fucking butt. Like how did I didn't it, take it seriously? That bad. I Never I, seen I it. Like that, that shit stinks. It was it was Neo Neo Yokio is it's so bad it's no no that, that, if you got it you, if you walk into neo yokio and you don't take it seriously you know it's garbage you know it's trash you know all that shit no you walk into it like that no it's hilarious i'm sorry jesus amero i don't understand why niggas think i care about jesus amero them niggas is funny them niggas is funny they made the show rome was right they made the show they made the show them niggas is funny they're not even voice acting they're not even voice acting they just walked in the studio and just start having a conversation. They recorded it. That shit is Who hilarious. Fucking <laughs> that shit is not, funny, bro. Who not walks into an anime bad, and be like, "Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna think it's good. I'm just gonna take it for what it is. It's bad." Who, who walks into an anime thinking that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I gotta depend there, there, on the strength there, there, of Jesus there, 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 and Mero to make a shit bro, good, no. Room every year, and that shit make hella bread. And that shit is one of the worst movies to ever come out in history. What? Some people like watching trash, bro. It's okay. To, my, to answer Mike's question, I'm one of those people. To answer your question though, Mike, I think Neo Yokio got to be bad on a lesser stage than Yasuke because of the amount of promotion and like That's true. and hype and pub that was surrounding Yasuke leading up to today's video. So while like Neo Yokio may have his flaws, I'm hard pressed to find people that have actually like watched it too. Yeah, Neo like, Yokio's whole thing was Jane Smith. I do, I do think I agree with like uh, Aaron on the fact that I didn't take Neo Yokio seriously, so it was enjoyable. It wasn't like a like fire or no gas or no shit, but it was just like funny, like like how bad it was. It was hilariously bad. It was like a train wreck. You couldn't stop watching. I think that's something Aaron or somebody else said on the. What was the show about? Yeah, I said it was. I said it was a train. I watched like watching a train wreck in slow motion. Y'all I have no crazy. idea what um, it's about. Hey, so I call it satire, honestly. Anime satire for me. No. With Jaden Smith as the main character? No. Okay, but what no. was it? The Boondocks is funny. Neo Yokio is not funny. We gotta stop labeling bad shit satire, bro. Thank you. Thank you. There's not an ounce of satire in that shit. That shit is just bad. That shit. Can we get started, bro? Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all. Uh... It's, it's about that time. We we gave people enough time to file in. It's looking like we got a nice crowd. So, famously, unbothered Mike. And we're going to be y'all guys on this little journey tonight. We missing my nigga Sensei. So, if you don't hear motherfuckers laughing all the time, then, you know, that's why. <laughs> or a dog uh, barking. Or dogs barking. That's why. 
Um, before we get started, we need to go over the rules. As always, this is a safe space. Please be respectful of others or you will be kicked. We want y'all to get in y'all bag. We want to hear y'all opinions, but we have zero tolerance if y'all finna be disrespectful or, you know, trying to bully other people that's in our community. Uh, make sure that you follow others, including the moderators. Most of us, um, all of us actually on the platform tonight have our own anime and manga uh, platforms. And most of the people that come up to speak with us, you guys from the audience are fans or content creators yourselves. So follow people. And when you come up, please provide your name, where you're from, and your top three. The top three can be anything. It can be your top three of all time. It can be your top three comedies. It can be whatever you want it to be. Just try to relate it to anime and manga. No more people coming up talking about their top three gene cuts and shit. And let's see. We got three topics tonight. We're going to do Best and Worst Sensei. This is related to the Run My Fade that Worst Gen Pod has been running on Twitter. So we're going to have some good conversations from that. We also going to talk about how to properly capture your audience or not capture your audience. And of course, we're going to have our Ask, Ask the Pods discussion at the end. We're going to try to be right on time and keep the guest discussions to one minute. Well, your, your takes to one minute. And y'all can get two minutes on Ask the Pod. Uh, last thing, make sure that y'all tweet us, whether you come up and speak or not. Make sure you use the hashtag AnimeAfterDarkCH. And I think that's everything. Oh, shout out to the Patreon members for Worst Gen and Blanime. Shout out to Concept Moon, the official sponsor of Blanime. And uh, shout out to the most recognizable member of the anime community, Panda the Don. Hey, hey. Murder in your sleep. That's Go. it. Let's go, Panda. Put the kids Steven. to bed, flame up, pour that drink, and let's get ready for this ride. Let's go. Yeah, First I, got, I, got I, got this wine. I got this wine. I'm ready, man. Let's get oh, it. what kind of wine yeah, you got? You want your scoop of Steve Flo? No. Oh, <laughs> what kind of wine? I have a uh, Menage a Trois, uh, Dark Midnight or some shit like that. Well, not threesome. Where the fuck you get that from? Uh, hey, that Menage a Trois be hidden. I got it from Kroger. I got it from Kroger. I mean, not Kroger. I got it from Target. Target, if you Oh, will. yeah, Target. Yeah, I need a Menage a Trois in my life, hell. So, first topic. Uh, Worst Gen Pod is doing the Run My Fade on Twitter right now. It's the best sensei Run My Fade. And I don't know what fucking Magic League be doing with the randomizer, but these first round matchups always be strange, I'll say. League be, uh, he be rigging it, whole man. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. He do, man. Bro, let's, don't do that. Flowing, y'all seen bro. the video. Y'all don't do that. <laughs> Dude, don't even, um, even put that so out there. Let me here. let me hear from y'all, cause Mike, you said you had some, you said you had some, some takes you wanted to get off about these first round matchups and the takes you've been seeing. Yeah. And man. to anybody in the crowd, if y'all participating or you want to talk about best and worst sensei, feel free to come up. Uh, you can talk about things like what qualities do you want to see in a good sensei? What qualities do you do you think makes a bad sensei? Who are some of your favorite examples? Uh, come up and talk that talk. It's open to raise your hands. Mike, get in your bed. Leak, real quick, Leak, can you um can you quote that thread of the tournament and use the hashtag so people can go to it directly and get it find it easily? Doing it as we speak, brother. Man, thank you, my guy. Uh, honestly, like I, I saw a lot of uh talk about the senseis and everything, man. I didn't I didn't appreciate the Genkai slander that I did see. Um I feel like she doesn't get the credit that she fucking deserves as a sensei. And I don't understand why. Like, yes, she I, got reserved. I ain't seen no Genkai slander. I definitely what, saw Genkai slander, uh, especially from, oh, from, from Leek. From, from Leek specifically, I think I, I saw Sensei. And what? So, so Leek, <laughs> why do you feel like she's not a good Sensei? I didn't say she wasn't a good Sensei. You, but, but you discredit like, her. I, I feel like she is <laughs> not like better than uh, Izumi, for one. But Ooh, fucking Izumi, what, for, do, do shit. All right. 
Really? Don't lie really? like that. Well, we're not finna motherfucking do that. Like, but, um, um, fucking teach Eddie hey, hey, I'm, I'm speaking to non-Gemini's right now. Uh, Lee, what were you saying, bro? But yeah, That's so my, my thing with Genkai is, so I don't think she did anything outside of the normal when it comes to being a sensei. Granted, she made a huge sacrifice, but to me, the impact of that was immediately nullified when she didn't even stay dead. So like, her impact to me personally doesn't hit the same. And that's why I'm like, okay, yeah, but when I compare it to the other sensei, she don't like move the needle as much for me. Leek, man, she 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 died. She gave up her all of her spiritual power to use gay just for him to beat the nigga that she was fucking on back in the day. Um Let me ask you something real quick. Yes. So her sacrifice giving her all her spiritual power, is that what made Yusuke beat um what's his face? Tagoro? That's his name, right? I mean, yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't have won without it, for sure. I but, still but think he wouldn't that's have, not even reason why he won. But he would he wouldn't have, he would have got cooked uh the whole tournament without that training that he went through with her. That's fair. I mean he was screaming in the cave and shit, but no no not fuck the cave. I'm talking about the actual train like he started the tournament basically in a coma because this nigga went from through training nigga was sleep. He was sleep. He the nigga was literally asleep <laughs> and in a coma and talking to himself and the nigga was still beating up fucking demons just off the strength of fucking trauma from training, bro. So, so Lee, you talked you talked about she ain't moved a needle for you. Uh, let me hear from some of the people in the crowd. What moves the needle for y'all when it comes to senseis? Like, what do y'all want to see? And give Kamaya. examples of those as well. Yeah. Yeah, Kamaya. <coughs> okay. Um. Hey, everybody. Um. My name is Kamaya, aka Sleepy Outlet on Twitter. Um. My current top three are Link Click, Moriarty the Patriot, and as of right now, I don't I don't have a third. Oh, but those are top-notch anime. Okay, I see you. Come on, Link. <laughs> All right. I saw the display, and I was like, that's her picture? Oh, my God, that's my shit. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My I bad. love Patricia's energy. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, For me, personally, when it comes to a sensei, I would rather see a sensei that cares more about trying to educate their students more than just rant. Not, I'm not going to say randomly, but forcibly trying to push them into uncomfortable positions. And I'm going to use Gojo as my example because I feel like Gojo puts his students in a lot of uncomfortable positions because clearly that man is not well. But Mephisto, I'm going to use Mephisto as my example as well. Mephisto wasn't really a good sensei, but he did try to help Ren and his brother defeat satan or whatever against the order but he went about it in kind of an odd way by just sitting back on the sidelines like i don't like senseis like that i would rather you sit there and try to help them not hold their hand but you still help them he just he just sat there on the sidelines and gojo kind of did the same thing when he sent well i'm not gonna spoil that but he kind of did the same thing with Nobara and itadori Mm-hmm. I just I don't like that. I would rather a sensei be. <clears throat> so you, you prefer hands on, like in the action, more of a like a strong hand guided yeah. approach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Mari? My well, yeah, my name is Mari, and my top three anime had to be Cowboy Bebop, uh, Hunter Hunter, and then uh, Beck, uh, Mongolian Chop Squad. 
but underrated. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm gonna start out my top three sensei. They had to be Kuroko Sensei, Jiraiya Sensei, and then Biscuit Biscuit from uh, Hunter Hunter. But I feel like to be a good sensei, one feat you have to have. I feel like you have to save your students at some point. You have to. Like, I'm trying to think how to explain it, but like how friggin' multiple senseis get in the field and they'll save their sensei, I mean, their fucking students and stuff like that. I feel like that's one feat that you have to have to be a good sensei. Like, but do, you honestly, think it's, uh, do you think it's multiple ways to save somebody? Like, you only considering save they, if they save them in war, or are you talking like save? Not, like they not, even, the not even like that. Like, Jiraiya, he saved Naruto because Naruto, like, he kind of, he, he was the father figure because Naruto didn't have a father figure. And he also saved him battle-wise. It was multiple ways. And also, Mike, I don't like the Kakashi slander because he was definitely a good sensei, but I'm not going to get No, no, he was nope. not. No. He definitely was a good oh. sensei. <laughs> Mari, man, you was doing so good. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Fuck him and his Chihori. Kakashi was no Sasuke ass who left the village anyway. He barely did shit for Naruto in part one. He didn't do shit for Sakura. <clears throat> I'm so saying he was—he wasn't given like the best team. They were real. They were like they were real dysfunctional ass like, team. What the fuck you got? <laughs> right. The like, most the yeah. most Kakashi did for oh, Naruto was sticking his fingers up his ass. Oh my god! He taught Sasuke the Shidori. What you mean? <laughs> That's not for Naruto, bro. And then Naruto and Sasuke three. almost killed each other, and he stopped that shit too. Except they yeah, still like, almost killed each other. That's it. Like two other times. They tried to kill each other like every five minutes, but okay. They still trying to kill each other to this day. To this day. He's not a top tier sensei, but he's not no ass sensei. Hey, I will say there's that not many stinks. good sensei in Naruto. <laughs> huh? Wait, what? Even Asuma that, didn't do hey, shit for him. That's a tweet. That's a tweet take two, bro. But we gonna we gonna get to that, Najee. Hold on. Uh, we got. We got Patricia next up to uh, speak her piece. And Patricia, I swear I know your voice from somewhere. I don't know where, but are you got a TV show or something? Are we famous now? Uh, light work, light work. Yeah. What's up? This is Chatty Patty from Black Ramen Podcast. Um, hey. Let me see. So my three um, favorite has to be, I would have to say Fist of the North Star, um, Rise of the Shield Hero, and One Piece. Protect his queen. Protect his queen. For, for, for the yeah. second one, not the third one. The third one, too. Wow. The third really? one too, bro. No need to hate, Michael. <laughs> this nigga called me Michael. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, For me, my top sensei, I don't know if you would consider him a sensei. The That um dude that taught Luffy hockey. That would have to be Rayleigh. Goldie Rogers. Yeah, he's, he's in the tournament. He's in the oh, tournament. So, so vote yeah. for that nigga. Uh, all day. Against my all guy day. right now. Yo, I play with his beard all day. That's my daddy. That's Zaddy. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. I like her. <laughs> I like her. She's cool. <laughs> that is Zaddy vibes. Um, I feel like what makes a let me see another one. I would have to say, damn, this is a cliche. Please don't come for me. Um, I would have to say Piccolo, man. Um, the only reason also I'm in the for tournament. Piccolo, but there you go. See why he's in the tournament because he's goaded. The reason I have to say that I love him as a sensei is the most disrespectful shit is to have your baby mama boyfriend come out and give you your son and y'all both and they both were in the tracksuit. That's exactly what happened in Dragon Ball. They just like yo. 
Gohan was like, can I wear your suit for this tournament? And Piccolo was like, sure, okay. Right in front of his ass. Yeah. Come on, that's not disrespect though. But low key, I'm here for it. I love that. Anytime when you train somebody and the level of respect is like, all right, you my daddy now? That's top, that's top tier. That's Piccolo was a good stepdaddy. I don't know about the sensation. There we go. Thank you. Thank yeah. You one of the, one of the, one of the funnier headlines that I like in the media these days be when uh the the Marvel actors, the heroes, be asking their kids what their favorite superhero is and they don't be them. <laughs> oh yeah, you talking about Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I want to be Superman. Fuck you, Thor. Yeah. She <laughs> said, "Thank goodness I have two um, other kids." And y'all tweaking. Uh, Piccolo definitely a sensei too, bro. He was training that nigga Gohan from day one. And then Gohan what is it? If, if sensei was doing his enemy's son, if, if, if Piccolo was that nigga, Gohan would have ended up the way he did. First Thanks of all, Mike. first of all, first of all, not everybody has it up all. there to be a top-notch fighter. He is great in school. That nigga's bringing his oh, money. Man. He take care of the family. That's all he needs to do. Piccolo made him find his inner being, and it's not a fighter, and it's okay. Hey, what the fuck? What the fuck? Them fucking zoo books he reading at the house gonna do when when fucking Majin Buu pull up? No, because what y'all doing? Wow. Is put my boy Goku in the box, acting like he can only sell drugs or hoop to get out the hood. I'm sick of you. Had the worst character arc in all of anime. To be honest, we didn't need that. This nigga got good grades, like it's a slice of life anime. We didn't need Goku, though. I think what got made Gohan like more interesting, though, is the fact that like this nigga didn't want to do this shit originally. Like, he didn't want to fight originally. This shit was pushed on to him. But then he got fair. Go ahead, my bad. Fair that Gohan wanted to just be a scholar. That's completely fair. Like, niggas retired. That's okay. I don't think that took away from his character. Like, do I wish he would have stayed fighting and did scholarship? Yes. But we didn't need another Goku. I mean, most gang member fathers want their kids to not be in gang. Hey, oh, that's true. Hey, real, real quick. Um, the streets want to know, Patricia, where are you from? I've heard Baltimore and NYC in the, in the uh, hashtag. They, they want to know where you're from. What? NYC? <laughs> you already. You're. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> No, nah, give me more credit, yo. That was me that said she from NYC. I recognize that, John. Give me more credit, yo. I recognize that, John. We know where you from, nigga. Right. Thank you. I'm from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. <laughs> hey, Patricia, I just went. I just went to your uh, to your page, and I know where I know you from. Uh, promote your podcast, please. Oh, please tune in to Black Ramen Podcast. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. It's just us being nerds, dishing shit about anime from a black perspective, and um. I do get a little toxic, um, but I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working That's, on that. Don't work no, on you shit. in the right community. Don't work no, on that. You, right you in the right place. <laughs> we here for all that toxic <laughs> shit. Don't change. <laughs> Drop your Twitter, sis. I want to follow you. Oh, thank you. It's Black Ramen underscore. That's it. Black Ramen. Do you have a Twitter person? I just followed the page. Do you personally have a Twitter? Do I? I think I do, but I'm rarely on it. So it should be Patty Cakes BK. On Twitter. Oh, look at that. Look, I got mad alerts. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> I'm all going off. Y'all show mad love. Y'all are amazing. Yeah, Stop we need, playing. We need you to pull up every week on the cools. Oh, say Wait, what's your, what's your Twitter you, again? Um, it is let me see. I'm gonna tell you. It's black ramen underscore. But my personal one, I'm gonna get back to you on that one because I gotta look that up. I don't oh, even think fine. that joint is still working. But I look at this. My phone going off. Oh, right. oh my God. I feel so famous. I don't Talk know how to act now. Thank you. 
Appreciate we love you. Come, come, come back. Come back and fuck with us on the next one. Or fuck with us later on tonight. Like, you can come up as many times as you want. Drop your anime zaddy list, sis. We want to know. Oh, Ooh, you don't want to know. Oh. You don't want to know. I do want to know, sis. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Patricia, Patricia, we going to move you to the audience now. Y'all can talk that zaddy shit. <laughs> don't put me in the sandbox. I'm be good. Hey, whenever Patricia come up in the future, we all just need to say you're as a community. Uh, Patty! <laughs> say this. That's my girl. I love her. <laughs> Thank you. Now you, boo. <laughs> yep. Uh, Najee, what's good, bro? Yo, yo, what's good? Najee from South Carolina. Top three anime right now in my rotation is uh, Air Gear, uh, G Gundam, and Burst Angel. And top three sensei is for me Reagan Genkai, and you know what? I'm gonna throw in all my in there too. Oh, two okay. or three, two or three. You got good. Okay. <laughs> what, what's wrong with All Might being a sensei? All Might literally didn't do nothing but make this nigga Deku clean up the beach. That's literally all he did. <laughs> made that nigga eat. But his what are you like, talking see, about, bro? Man. That nigga's his academic counselor. What do you mean? But I see, like, that's the thing with he, the qualities of senses that I like. Deku's body for receiving his powers. He's his yes. sense. And he got like... cooked that whole first season because his body was up, was right. That ain't All Might fault. Because he didn't know he how to crawl before he could walk, man. Hold on, a... hold on, hold on, y'all. Erica, what'd you say? It took Deku two seasons to find out he can kick people, so I feel like his sensei isn't all that. Speak, speak. No, because <laughs> he's not, he not a sensei. That grandpa nigga, grandpa nigga was a better sensei than All Might. Yes, that's how he realized like he could like, move his yeah, body. Grand Torino, around his yeah, yeah. All Might, Grand Torino, almost, almost. I put almost All Might personally as a sensei because for me, a quality of senses that I really appreciate is the fact that a lot of times most of the lessons aren't taught on like the battlefield like mm -hmm. i do like in the moments where he comes up to deku just talking to him and see how he doing because it's like bro I, I just pretty much gave you this power and you're doing you're learning as you go like it's not expected of him to be this world beater instantly and like specifically things like that like i love when reagan is just talking to mob just you know as a calm person and not really caring about his psychic ability at that point Especially, like, for example, in the episode where it's in, like, the second season of Mob where uh, he's telling him, like, yo, just get rid of this ghost family because of those, like, high school kids that was freaking out over it. And Mob's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And he lets him, like, no, like, yeah, we don't got to do that. So I also, like, fuck with it when senseis are accountable. Hey, but real shit. All no, no, Reagan's All might don't come close to Reagan, bro. Say what? Reagan is that All might don't come close to Reagan. Reagan's a top-tier sensei. And, and somehow he does the impossible for me and manages to be a top tier like sensei mentor and also a finesser at the same time. I don't know how he pulling that shit off, but it's working. Like, that's pretty much why I was rocking him because like, he's allowing this kid to grow up in front of him. So yes, he's using him, yes. But when he needs to reel him in, just like, yo, what's wrong, what's going on? He does that too. Cause at the same time, he knows he a liar. <laughs> Yeah, man. And Genkai just, yeah, like Reagan. Reagan may be using one. Mob, but at the same time, this like, he'll put his life on the line for him. Like he don't got he don't he don't gotta do half the shit he does because he know he he know he like he a snake. But he was like, nah, I'm gonna still do it though. Like I'm gonna, I'm such a end of season one, amazing. Like that man did what he did what he had to do. Most definitely, like put like this to me. Reagan is that coach that will ab not abuse your star player, 
but he's playing the whole game because you got to. But at certain points, it's like, okay, I got to pull you back because, hey, I'm sorry. Damn, you called that nigga uh, Reagan Tom Thibodeau? Yo, pretty much. But yeah, Genkai too, because Genkai been with Yusuke since day one. Like, yeah, you gonna call him a jackass and all that shit, but like, bro, she rotted out for the skin. And she beat his ass all throughout that training. I, I have respect which, for Sensei that's gonna, which is that's needed. Gonna cook a, a nigga that's a fucking student. So, uh, Najee, we appreciate you, bro. We're going to keep it Word. with the guests so we can get everybody because Mike didn't invite everybody up to this month. That's cap. I'm, I don't know who's <laughs> inviting everybody up, but somebody needs to run security. Pam, do you want to run security? Sure. Thank you. Only Not that... really. I really don't want to, though. I just okay, well, I'll do, I'll do it then. Hey, when you run that, no, girl, I'll, homie. I'll run it. I'll, I'll run it. I'll be, I'll be responsible for it, bro. I don't know who was doing it. because It, was, I, I it wasn't up, me. I brought up four, and then I looked down, and it was like, it's, it's everybody. It's mad people down here. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Uh, yeah, four people at a time, though. Give you that anxiety real quick. Uh, Najee, we appreciate you, bro. If I, I don't know if I said that already. And uh, All right. my girl, oh, my girl, CJ. Kasha, was good? Hey, Kasha. Hey, y'all. Hey, everyone. It's your girl, Kasha, aka CJ, aka Tattoos and Lipstick on Twitter, no eye and stick, aka the timeline's favorite problematic whore. Um, my top three anime, I'm gonna go with a Shonen Choose this week. So this Ooh. week, um, let's see here. It's going to be Assassination Classroom, Attack on Titan, and Black Clover. I'm glad you said uh, Assassination Classroom. So we need to give Kuro Sensei his his praises. Yeah, you already you already know. That's why also I'm here. That is exactly why I'm here. And oh yes, you already know I voted for my boy. But no, I would have to say because I I think the original question was like, what are the qualities you look for in a sensei? So for me, um, I guess it would have to be just you know the accountability. Like you have to hold me accountable in order to learn because if you keep letting shit slide, you know that person will never learn and they get just get spoiled by everything and everyone around them. So definitely got to be you know hold me accountable, but also got to be sincere. You know, like Coral Sensei, that nigga was that nigga. Like he knew how to talk to them. He knew how to disciplined them he knew how to do everything when it came to those kids like it, it was actually just mind-boggling like he had been teaching for years and that was like you know his one and only time teaching so you know i got definitely got to get my nigga chorus since like his uh his props there and cross this ain't making enough love and attorney for me man y'all need to uh get his nigga his props in the votes i don't think these are ever, facts. i don't think a lot of niggas have seen assassination classroom like he up against he up against gojo though too right like, yeah. yeah he yeah, is yeah. against gojo so Mm -hmm. I mean, Gojo is snapping in the manga, so I get it. If you were anime only, I don't get it unless you haven't seen uh, if you, unless you haven't seen Koro in action, Assassination Classroom. But if you if you were anime only and you seen Assassination Classroom, I don't know how you not voting for for Koro Sensei. Facts. No facts. Vote for Koro because he's a better Sensei, not because you want to fuck Gojo uh, audience. I mean, uh, I, I don't see the. <laughs> I mean, there, but... no, no. <laughs> no, I know some of y'all. to this conference. I don't know some of y'all thirst voting. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, if Kakashi was on to, uh... there, I would definitely vote for Kakashi. For that's a thirst vote right there. Oh, that would have been a throwaway vote. <laughs> Kashi, you know, you bringing the uh, the hentai elements. You got some hentai senseis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're really. You know what? Shut, you know what, Mike? It says the person that wants to fuck an ogre, but let's say that for another day. That's, oh, a, that's, that's a legend. That's a legend. <laughs> I may or may not have fucked some ogres in the past, but that's nobody's business. I bet you have. All right. 
I, I bet he has too. That boy um, said Fiona be warm in the wintertime. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> when it's cold outside, it's like a Tempur-Pedic mattress, man. All right, never mind. Go ahead. Hey, Y'all got it. But you know what, Mike? All I, all I got to do is just make that phone call to OSU and just figure out what they're Hey, fuck is. you. Fuck you. Nobody knows that story. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows that story. Let's move on. Yeah, talking about, talking about keep, keep it between us. <laughs> love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. She over here spilling <laughs> dirt. She's spilling that dirt. I'm about to bring that, that, that story. That story has to die. Oh, uh, anyway. All right, who we got next, man? Uh, after Kaji, we got Erica. Hi. Um, I was too nervous to do this during the um, the pregame, but I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, Plug that shit. Called... Talk about it. Don't be nervous. Yeah, I was like, I, I was too nervous. But um, one second, I'm like outside. I uh, started this YouTube channel called Soon Dairy. It's spelled like soon, but then the first three letters of my name, Erica. And um, yeah, I talk about just literally anything about anime. Right now, I just have mostly like list videos. I have one video that I talk about um, anime that influenced Avatar The Last Airbender, which is some pretty cool stuff. I did a mid-season review of what I've been watching. So if you... And I have like some other like stuff planned out. I have some, I don't want to say too many ideas, but I have um, a series planned to help recommend anime to people, but based on what they're currently watching. Like if you're watching something that's non-anime related, um, I find an anime that's kind of in the same vein and uh, help you get into it. Erica, <laughs> For- can you do us all a favor and, um, and tweet? like the link to your uh channel and then use the hashtag anime after dark ch so we all can subscribe yeah this it, help, it helps us a lot thank you yeah so no problem but um about the sensei discussion so i said earlier in the pregame my favorite my favorite my top three are uh yu haka show uh fruits basket and samurai champloo and as for senseis genkai is number one because i agree she talk doesn't get the it. props that she deserves talk about it she's so good I don't know if you guys remember that episode um, in Yu Haku show. It was after Yusuke was done training with her the first time. So then he went to go back to hang out with Keiko. But then Tagoro interrupted their date and just trashed a whole entire parking garage. And Yusuke just sat there and just watched and was scared shitless the whole entire time. And then he immediately just ditched the date and went right back to Genkai because he knew <laughs> that she would get him right. And then, like you said, he showed up to the tournament like in a coma from all the training. Um, like she's so good that he was willing to go and put up with the abuse just to get back in shape. So there's that. And also she's one of the few sensei that I feel actually, you know, take care of her of her uh, students because a lot of these senseis, I feel like they just get like, yeah, they get like these young kids involved to handle like grown folks business. Like they use these kids as a way to, you know, handle their issue with like a whole other adult. Whereas with the whole like Tagoro thing, that wasn't like Genkai's personal vendetta. That was something that Yusuke happened to be assigned from his boss. But yep. so there's that. Um, number two sensei would probably be Kuro sensei because I really loved how I, I knew I liked him from the first episode where they did like this little moment where he talked about how he makes like these tests and assignments, but he has them, he has the test and assignments completely, um, what's it called? Like, Sort of tailored they're, they're specific students to the to the ability and growth of every student that's in the class, which is something that should be considered in like actual education in real life. One hundred percent. Yeah, for like various reasons. That's a whole other conversation. It teaches more resources and more money. Well, that too. That too. 
Um, Because there are some great teachers out there who unfortunately don't have the resources that they need. Abolish Huh? Oh, no, I was just talking. Oh, (laughs) and then um, my third favorite, I know he's not on the sensei list because I feel like people don't really think about it, but Kazuma from Fruits Basket, like Kyo's adopted dad, my sensei. Yes, speak that shit. Because he, he took this kid who, from the moment he could perceive anything, was just told that he's not shit, that he's a monster, that he's the reason that his mom committed suicide, which is like, imagine being five years old and being told that. By and your father of all people. By your father, which is crazy because he looks just like his dad. And What's then- raggedy bitch? <laughs> bitch ass nigga. Fuck, fuck, all, fuck that nigga father like. Yes, he's a, hor- he's a horrible father, but like, Cosma, he just he just took this kid that had nothing and he treated him like his own and he 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 thinks of Kyo's like obviously, you know, he trains him to fight, like, you know, to be a good fighter, to be, you know, to be a, a good martial artist, but he also just takes care of like his mental health. He pushes him to be better. Um, you know, making Kyo like change into his true form to like sort of force him to confront it and and deal with his relationship with Tovaru. Like I feel like he he's just he's a good father, a great sensei. He he checks off all the boxes and he's that very was definitely underrated. a Cosmo what the fuck moment when he took off his bracelet. I was just like, nigga, what did you do? That could have gone horribly, but he that could have gone, horribly, <laughs> that, could have gone that could have gone so far left, but he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he did. He questioned himself a little bit after he did the shit though. But yeah, it worked out for the best. Yeah, at the end of it, he pretty much had that conversation with Shigure, and Shigure is like, you know, that could have gone like so far left, and he's like, but it didn't. But, <laughs> but it didn't. <laughs> like when you have Shigure, that's like, yo, that could have gone bad, but like, he was just like, my nigga, you wildin', but it worked though. <laughs> it worked. Um, I'm about to tweet out my my link. I'm just not good at multitasking. We we, um, we already uh we already put it out there. Well, we oh, got your, we got your Twitter out there. Yeah, I just tweet. Yeah, and your, just tweet your, your YouTube Twitter. link is on your Twitter, so you spread. Oh my gosh, thank you, thank you guys. That means a lot. I'm trying to get up to um. Oh, my voice cracked because <laughs> I'm so nervous. I'm trying to get up to um 100 subscribers. The the um I guess incentive that if because I've never cosplayed before, so if I get to up to 100 subscribers on YouTube, then I will do my next video in a cosplay. It's at least 30 niggas in here. Y'all need everybody yeah. to go subscribe right now. We can yeah. at least get a uh, 33% of the way though. Yeah, just go subscribe. Like, I'll even do like a little poll, like what I get to cosplay as. Don't make it weird. <laughs> but I guess they're just cosplay as, as, um, I wouldn't mind being like Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service or um Canary from Hunter Hunter. That'd be really cool. You should do a uh, polling on Twitter and then you just set the choices that you up for. That way, I, can't nobody make it weird for you. I want to do a weird character. Well, I want to do a poll, but I feel like I don't. There's not enough interaction on my Twitter for me hey, to hey, hey. We, we, like. I'll post stuff. At, at we the Blanamay, at Blanamay and Pop, we'll both retweet it and get the poll out there. Yeah, we're gonna oh, promote this how about shit. That? Oh, thank y'all so much. That means so much to me. Thank you so much. <laughs> and y'all niggas better respond. Real talk. Thank you. I, I'm. I'm on God. You know, on God. To say. <laughs> Erica, we appreciate you. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next person, Isabel. But before I move to Isabel, I kind of want to switch it up and let me hear from the moderators first on this. We've been talking a lot about like what we like about senseis uh, and what makes them great. What are like some examples of some badass senseis that y'all saw and like what's the quality that you think of a sensei has that just makes them absolutely horrible? Hiro's inside his fucking Toby. There we go. Mm-hmm. Child. Do we, do we count Sarah Toby as a, as a sensei? 
He was a sensei. He was a Orochimaru. He was definitely a sensei. He was a sensei. He was a, a bad sensei at that. A terrible sensei in a terrible Hokage. Worst Hokage. Is he ever. is he a bad sensei if all his niggas is goats? Hold on. We can say hey, he's a terrible sensei. One of his. We gotta establish something. I mean, he wasn't like the ideal. Super strong does not make you a good sensei. No, I'm, I'm not. Became super strong too. So I mean, hold on. Kakashi Kakashi is a decent sensei, but Kakashi ass. I think he I almost think got Goto, killed in their first mission. He taught Sasuke. Sasuke did what? Use that shit to almost kill Naruto and Sakura and him. So look how that. But you know, out. we gonna talk about how the reincarnation. You no, know, they was, was supposed to leave. So it was destined to happen. What? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One. I don't think just them being strong makes them goats. If you like put personality and morals aside, because I kind of like go back and forth in my head if it's a sensei's job to like change a character all the way through and through. Um, but the impact that they had on a particular universe, um, and most of them were good in some ways. Like Orochimaru had fucked up approaches on a lot of shit, but. Like that'd be real, it was like, his too. job to stop Orochimaru, his, though. He literally had a chance to kill Orochimaru when he was young and in his prime and was strong enough to do it, but did not fucking do it. And guess what happened? Orochimaru destroyed half the village with the sand village and killed his ass. All that nigga took was his arm. Mr. I ain't mad at that nigga, though. He was probably coming up from retirement. He but is that mad. really got... a sensei's job to, to, to kill eliminate his yes. student? Imagine having a sensei who be killing your students, yo. Right. That that man is saying that the sensei is supposed to get passed up by the people. That's a thousand percent his job. Look, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have killed him, but I'm not going to say that he's a terrible sensei off that point. I agree with all the other drones. Like, he he does have to get credit at least for some point for raising the legendary signing, though. He has to get some but, credit. But I'm not saying he's the best. Had, well, he didn't kill him, right? You saw all yeah, the of course. Went on, right? uh, of so course, you know. Too, because he had a chance to stop this shit, right? So that's his He fault. did. He did. But I'm not going to say oh, that makes him a bad sensei. That just makes that him a bad leader. That just makes him a bad sensei. <laughs> I, I think that makes him a bad too. leader in general. He's both. He's garbage at both. Man, he. I mean, he took the city to a point of prosperity, though. So much so that they brought was that nigga back for a second time. Was that here a while? What's Where's that piece for Naruto? What was his piece? Yeah. It's slums in every city. I'm not I'm not trying to like say this nigga is perfect and nothing like that, but that nigga got good points, bro. And we gotta give him credit for the shit he did. Asuma didn't even fuck with I'm, him, and that was his whole son. I'm low-key only playing devil's advocate on this nigga for second discussion right now. Because I mean, y'all already heard my takes on this nigga. Like, I feel like he he missed the boat on a lot of things. I don't think it was his job to kill a Roshimaru though. And I, I would argue. No, yeah, tweaking on that one. It was a thousand percent his job. That was definitely was, his job. He had a chance to do it and chose not to. He even to, admitted that he should have. Like, come on. He Bro. said himself, it was his responsibility. Would you have rather? Okay, so let's. Well, he wanted to kill all the Uchiha's. He didn't want to kill all the Uchiha. Let me tell y'all something. He had this. He didn't have this energy for Danzo or Orochimaru, and y'all saw what happened at the end when them motherfuckers were left through their devices, right? Okay then. So he should have killed both their asses, and maybe shit would have been better in life. I just want to say, can we get done with this Naruto shit? Because I'm I'm over it now. Oh, you don't like Naruto? All right, we can move on, bro. I mean, just uh, more senseis other than Naruto, please. Good lord. What what sensei you want us to talk about? Actually, I, 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 like? I have a gripe with Leak though, because um, 
I feel like Leak as a sensei. No, no. Well, yes, Leak as a sensei, but no. Um, I feel like Leak. Kisuke should have been removed and uh, Yoroichi should have been inserted as a better sensei than Kisuke if she's representing Bleach. I think mm-hmm. both of them are at the same level, honestly. You think so? Because I feel like her sure. her teaching Ichigo uh, Bankai in three days is more impactful than Kisuke basically teaching or well, giving I don't. Ichi, Ichigo's uh, Soul Reaper power training or whatever. Ichi don't even make it to be a Soul Reaper without Kisuke. No, that's yeah. facts. That's yeah. facts. I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying he's a he's a terrible sensei. I'm just saying. And even Yorichi's method was Kisuke's division. So, but like, he but she executed and she also trained uh, that captain uh, of the of the stealth force as well. Uh, Soi Fong. Yes. <laughs> but I, you also think about Kisuke also trained. I mean, he trained Chad. He trained, you know, other niggas. Oh, Chad. Group. I, I mean, I'm saying whether you like it or not, he still he still put the, he still <laughs> yeah, put the leg work in. Yeah, Chad bro. He put the leg work in. I'm not even hit with this Chad nigga, but the way Mike said his name. Right. Chad's the only like supporting main character. They got a high diff father, niggas, bro. It's like like the niggas that you see in the back of the show, like he taking them niggas to game seven. So like that's why you gotta slander Chad. Yeah. And you hate it because he the only brown skinned nigga in the main cast, but it's like he really has. The only Hispanic representation, you know. Yeah. Hispanic representation. Uh, let's get from the let's hear from the audience, Isabel. Hey, what's up? What's cracking? Um, I heard that you kind of changed the dynamic of the question. So, is you still talking like the things we like about the senseis, or now? Yeah. Okay. You can still say things you like, but I also want to hear like things y'all don't like about senseis, or like what makes people bad senseis too. Okay, big. Um, well, hey, everybody. I am Isabel, Isabel Arcana, your magical girl, Y2K, empathic living doll, you feel me? Um, my Twitter is Dollhouse Barb, and my top favorite animes is Death Note, Attack on Titan, Madoka Magica, and Fruits Baskets, for real. Like, I had a little time to think about it since pregame. I'm like, yeah, like, they, they got to be my faves. Um, my top uh, sensei's got to be Jiraiya. All Might and Alfred and Alfred from Batman, yeah, but I'm gonna get to that. But for Jiraiya, it's like I feel like it's important to be able to relate to your students as well as be an authority figure. And I feel like Jiraiya pretty much did that because it's not always just I heard some of y'all say something like, um, like to, to save your students and stuff like in battle, and it's not always just that when it's like saving your students. And I think that's important because Naruto was very broken. And we knew that. And Jiraiya knew that. And he saw that. And I feel like Jiraiya really approached Naruto on a, okay, bro, I'm trying to train you because some big shit coming. But at the same time, like, you're still a kid and you need to kind of take take it easy at the same time. And I, and I really like that about Jiraiya. That resonated with me on a personal level. So that's really why I like Jiraiya. That, that's my little perks about him that I like. And then All Might. Because, yeah, y'all right. All Might didn't really technically do shit. Like, okay, we know that. Like, right? Okay. But, I mean, he didn't didn't do anything much physically. No, no. But that's okay. That pubic hair, that was it. But I'm here. I'm here to give y'all a little bit of a different perspective. Hear me out. He still gave, I mean, he gave everybody hope, right? Of course. But for his, his student, though, like, he gave him hope. But then he also gave him real life. Like, he, he let young nigga know, like, listen, yeah, 
I can be an idol. Yeah, you can like reach for the stars. You can be the, the most powerful. You can you can be the top. But then at the same time, look at me though, for real. It ain't gonna last long forever. So you need to make sure that your decisions you make is for a purpose. You need to make sure you stand for something. Again, it goes back to the saving somebody more on like a, a mental note and like an emotional note because like your emotions, when you get up in your emotions, like that's when you start acting and you start moving. So it's important to have your mind ready as well as your body ready. Like his body can't. And, and All Might knew he had other people that could help him. He knew that. He knew he wasn't lost. And like somebody said, he was learning along his way. So that's fine physically. But like he also wanted to let him know like Midori, listen, you need to chill. You need to make sure your priorities straight. You need to make sure your morals are in order. You need to make sure you still reaching for these stars, even though you in these trenches. And like, I think that's important because that reminded me of my mom. My mom was like that, like heavy hidden, but then at the same time, she was giving me hope. And so like, that's also why I like all right. And that's, that's my little redeeming argument for him. I don't think people look at him like that, but I think that's important. Isabel, real, real quick, real quick. Uh, are you from Louisiana? No, actually, I'm um, uh, Dominican. My family is Dominican, oh. and sometimes when I get nervous, my accent might come out. Yeah, out. <laughs> so. All right, all right. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, man, where is she from? Okay, appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Dominican American. So hey, what's up? Okay. <clears throat> you brought up a, a strong point, Isabel, when you talk about like it's. Uh, and I was saying earlier, like it's more than one way to save someone. Like, can we only save? students or pupils from battle or physically threatened situations or can we save them from you know mental blocks or you know certain situations in their life that may take them down a different path and what does that look like um even like so when i think sensei i think the guidance aspect is heavy in it and you think even something so small as i don't really care uh consider him a sensei but what's uh in food wars uh Soma's dead, but I always forget this nigga name. Panda, you know it. Hmm. What are you talking about? Soma's dead in Food War. Oh fuck! I forgot that nigga. Name. Hold on. Hold well, on. I always forget his Joe. name, but I I love how he guides Soma from kind of like from the crowd sometimes from a distance because he knows like Soma's personality and what he has to do to just keep him on the right Joe track. That's, yeah. And um, keep him on the right track, and I appreciate that shit in senseis. Like, I, I don't just look for a sensei to either have to kill their pupil or save them from some shit. Yeah, I agree with it a lot because I think that's even something that a lot of people. I mean, I know there's anime, but then at the same time, like you know, when you really off in anime, you can prepare to life a little bit, and I think. That's also important in real life because what you hear a lot of young niggas say this in like gangs and stuff, they don't really say like that they leader or they shot call or whatever you call it. I'm not deep, deep in them trenches, but whatever they call they senseis of the streets, you feel me? They always mm -hmm. say, they show the young nigga love. They, they show me how to do this. Even if those ways weren't always right, but that's what they was looking for. It wasn't yeah. always, oh, they showed me how to fight. I mean, they, they kind of pick up on that in life. When you don't want your ass beat, you kind of get good at something by survival. But, you know, when you teaching somebody, you got to guide somebody mentally and emotionally because that's what's going to carry their moral compass to make certain, like, decisions. They can either become a villain or you can raise a hero. And, like, that's what I think a lot of senseis in anime aren't really written that well in because a lot of these niggas should have grew up to be villains for real. But because anime and main character, of course, they become the hero. But that's just me. But my third one got to be Alfred. I got I'm sorry. I got to put him in there. I know he not anime, and that's fine. Y'all can oh, jump. Oh man! Y'all can jump. Alfred from Batman. 
you have to hear me just to hear me, please. Mm, I don't know what that. <sighs> I'm not rolling, but go I'm ahead. I'm trying to see which. No, I'm trying to see like which version of Alfred. I'll roll with Bruce about. Wayne before Alfred because of the rhyme. No, no, I'm saying too. because there is a version of Alfred. Uh, who is I don't know about Bruce Wayne being a terrible sensei. These Robins be going hard. I'm taking Poison Ivy as a sensei over all the niggas. Uh, all right, man. This nigga here. <laughs> what have I started? I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I think he was a good sensei because he raised Batman Bruce Wayne to be empathetic and strong. Like, he, he taught the nigga, like, what's important. He gave him shit to think about. Because after a while, Batman really thought he was that untouchable nigga with a chip on his shoulder. And Alfred was like, yeah, but you really not, though. Like, Alfred would not mind knocking that nigga off his high horse and then give him something to really think about afterwards. Like, that man get knocked off his high horse every episode. Facts. Facts. Batman's still emotionally strong. All right, y'all. Y'all read a comic book, man. Stop talking about the shows. I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still taking Poison Ivy over all the niggas. She got Harley out the mud. Hey, she did, though. Can Alfred tell Bruce to stop getting uh, beat up by a crowbar and the Joker? Like, man, Mike, <laughs> we moving on. Isabel, we appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming up. Whose background is loud as hell right now? <laughs> I think it was that nigga Paul, but I couldn't tell. I was trying to scroll through to see who I had to mute. It's definitely that nigga Paul. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, where this nigga at? I'm about to mute this nigga, man. Uh, all right, real, all right real, look, real, we got real, we got seven minutes left on this topic. So, the next topic that's coming up, we talking about capturing your audience uh, and examples like good ways, bad ways. If y'all wanna, I'm taking three more people for this topic, the sensei shit, and then we the rest of y'all gonna be for capturing your audience. So, and, who wanna be the three? And I'm clear. Like what's now. going on? I got a lot to say about I'm guys. Sensei. Sensei. Hey, yeah, yeah. Let Almighty go, man. I, I, I got a lot to say. One second, one second, one second. I gotta out. say something real quick. Oh, wait, wait. Can y'all not hear me? Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah, nigga. we hear you, bro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say real quick. We was gonna talk about comic books and shit like that. So, we're not gonna mention Master Splinter. He everything y'all niggas are saying. We weren't, we, weren't, we weren't supposed to be talking about comic books. She no, brought, we really not. She brought the bad. I know, she, but she brought up Alfred, though. So, I had to bring up Master Splinter. Can't, can't let that No, we didn't. Yeah, we technically didn't, but the, yeah, I agree bro. with you though, Aaron. Master Splinter. Yeah, gold. Master Splinter is a go, bro. All right. Um, so as I was saying, your boy Almighty here. Um, my top three manga currently would be Jujutsu Kaisen, probably MHA, and then um, uh, one OPM is really good right now. One Punch Man. I don't know if a lot of people are reading that or not, but uh, yep. Anyway, yes, on sir. the whole Sensei topic, uh, I only saw it because Sensei LeGlove, who is not here right now to defend himself said guy is my favorite sensei in naruto rayleigh said this is how you ride a bike now try while i smack your ass over the head and oh i'm a dip in a couple months but you keep riding for a couple years hashtag run my fade uh okay so the only thing i really needed to say was rayleigh trained luffy for a year and six months and then left um he made it sound like he only trained him for a couple months and when you compare guy and Rayleigh, my own tweet, I said, Lee never beat anyone outside of some filler episodes. This nigga Luffy starts daydreaming about Rayleigh and can't be stopped. It's not even close. So when you look at Guy's team, what did he really do? What did Lee do? Mm. What did Tintin do? 
Neji got bodied by, 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 by Groot. Hey, bro, like, he got he got Tintin with the largest isekai inventory of any character known to man. Wild. I ain't do shit. <laughs> Nothing at all. That's just that's all I had to say. I'm just like I wish Sensei was here. I I, that's I, I, reason I really popped up. I love it. I I wonder if Sensei was trolling when he said that shit because he be trying to push agendas during the tournament. Um, he probably still mad he lost that conversation in that episode. He probably still is mad he lost that conversation on that Sensei episode. That boy was so flustered. Um, but yeah, I, uh, Rayleigh was there for a year and six months. Definitely put in the work with Luffy. Um, and his results speak for it as Luffy keeps going forward. And definitely like got people ain't put in the work like from his from his teaching, from his coaching. But I do, I do give God credit. Like I love his energy. I love the effort that he puts into Rock Lee. At least I didn't really feel like he gave much to the other, the other kids and his boys and girls club. But yeah, man, I love, I love the energy and the effort he put forth towards Rock Lee. It's kind of strange sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, it's a little off. But it's a little yeah, that's off, all bro. I had to say. I'm glad y'all let me hop on real quick. Um, I wanted to promote my YouTube real quick as well. You know, plug it. Come on, so uh, I'm Almighty Fish Mix on YouTube. I'm also on Twitter as well at Fish Mix Two X's and then underscore. Uh, I mostly just talk about One Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen right now. And then uh, once I get some new equipment, I'm planning on getting like a little desktop, new monitor, and you know, doing my thing, getting a little webcam. And I'm gonna do like my real live reactions and get like streams and this and that. But yeah, so as of right now, I'm, I'm kind of small. I'm trying. I'm on the route to uh, 100 subscribers. I'm at like 80 something right now. So yeah, that's it. Good looking out. I'm glad y'all let me on here. Hey, tweet, hey, tweet, bro, tweet, tweet the, the link, man. Yeah. Yeah, tweet the link to the YouTube so we can actually oh. uh take action. Oh, for sure, for sure. I got you right now. Thank you, man. Appreciate right, it, yeah. bro. Uh Sir Pat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good, everybody? You said uh, you want to talk on senseis, you want to talk on the next topic. You said no, I, want talk on, I want to talk on senseis because right, you, you see what I put on the TL. I, feel like I, I, def, I definitely saw you from the TL. Yeah. So hey, you know, like, that's I'm my Rayleigh about... right there. That's my sensei. You know? What's good, here. my boy? Um, <laughs> this nigga here, what's right. good, G? If we run in top three, of course, you know, One Piece, Naruto, and Hunter, Hunter, I'll tell y'all that every week. Um, if we're talking, about, we're talking about senseis, though, I'm going to push the agenda. That all for one is the best sensei in my hero academia. Real quick, um, is that a spoiler? Oh no, my no. god. It's shit that you've seen already. Okay. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's shit that you've seen already. I mean, if you go back to the instances where like Shiki was first introduced and he failed, like you could visibly see all for one, like, it's okay. You fail as many times as you want. I'm gonna pick up the pieces because that's my job. And gotcha. I feel like he is more supportive than any sensei Deku has ever had. And Deku done had a lot of them bitches. But none of Deku's senseis, I feel like, ride for him the way that all for one rides for Shiki. Can I ask you a question based on that? Yes, sir. So do you think that's because all for one is only has one student and Aizawa has a whole class? I mean, even without Aizawa, I mean... He's a better sensei than what All Might was to Deku. He's a better sensei. Well, yeah, than what, I, don't, I think. I think. Yeah, I he's a better sensei better. than what Grand Torino was to him. He's a better sensei than what Sir Night Owl was to him. You know, and Sir Night Owl only had what three niggas to look after. Yeah, but how so, long was he with Deku? Uh, he had the little bubble chick. He had um Mirio, and he had Midori. Was Deku's nickname student? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, he was, was on the squad. He yeah, was, that was on the squad. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was in time. Yeah, uh, so 
Toshi so Nori like, though, I'll be giving that nigga a look. I like his style, like his old man kind of hands off style. Gran who? Torino. Oh yeah, Gran Torino is cool, but I think the biggest problem that I've always had with Deku Sensei's was that none of them ever really believed in him. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? That's like, facts. we fuck with you, but like, yeah, I don't even think you could do this. Like, Gran Torino was, I mean, uh, Sir Nida was like, hey, nigga, you gonna die. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, he was like, nigga, you gonna, you gonna die, bro. And like, I was, I was like fucking ready to kick him out the program. You know, so like, none of Deku's senseis ever really believed him. Like, he's really been battling against everybody who's supposed to be training him. His and academic, his academic life coach, career counselor, all might believe in that nigga. He don't. I mean, believe all might didn't really believe in a nigga like that either. Like he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna train you because you know, because you up next." But my expectations not really like that. Oh shit, you could talk to the other users now. Yeah, you might be like that. Oh okay, well, you might be like that. Oh okay, well it 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 took me beating the shit out of muscular and going on a rescue mission to save Bakugo when you couldn't save the nigga for you to realize that. But yeah. I, um, I feel like he has some sort of belief in him to pass on his abilities, though, because that's not something you give to someone easily. He already said that the only reason he gave it to him was because, you know, he reminded him of himself because he was on the way to get a bitch to Mirio. I mean, so I'm, I'm pushing that agenda that, that all for one is the best sensei in MHA. Um, if I'm if I'm talking about another sensei, though, uh, another one of my favorites that people never really brought up was Beers. Uh, from Dragon Ball Super. Mm, I like it. I like. I like. The you putting Beerus over Weez? Shouldn't it be. I was Weez? about to say Weez. Well, well, no, no, no. So I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put Beerus over Weez just because at the end of the day, Goku and Vegeta aren't gonna have to fight Weez. They want their round with Beerus. Like that's their goal, you know. And I like the approach that Beerus first took when he came to Earth because off dump he was like, "Hey, this nigga Goku kind of nice. All right, cool. I'm gonna bring the best out of you." Like I know this is the this is the best way to communicate with you. So if you want to throw them bitches, cool. And I feel like he constantly brings the best out of Goku and Vegeta by inspiring them by beating their ass. Cause he knows that like, right, these niggas are saying this is the only way that they can learn and adapt and grow. Cool, bet I'm gonna just let you throw these hoes and get your ass beat. And he sees the progress. And so I really fuck with that method as well. Cause if that's the only way that you're gonna get it, and if this is the only way I can support you, cool, bet. I get. I I still fuck with Weez more, like in the sensei category over Beerus, but mm -hmm. I could. I, I, I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love yeah. Weez as a sensei too, but you know what I'm saying. I I, I really fuck with Beerus's method. And if you read Dragon Ball Super, you know what I'm saying. You'll see that Beerus is taking more of the sensei approach. I do um, not read that shit consistently. I pick up an occasional chapter here and there. Well, we, we can chop uh, it up another up. time, brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um my last sensei, uh, it was really a toss up. You could go either Jiraiya or Rayleigh. Um, I wouldn't, you know, really pressed about choosing three. Um, Rayleigh, just because anytime Luffy got a flashback, you already know he finna drop 50. Um, and Jiraiya, just because he was that father, you know what I'm saying, he needed. Also, um, Iruka. Uh, I don't think nobody's ever mentioned uh, what Iruka meant to Naruto as far as the sensei is concerned. Yeah. And I feel like that's a very big part of Naruto's life. We can't look over that because that was like Naruto's first big brother. Um, so Father, yeah, uh, Father, I'm, I'm gonna throw Ruka in the head as well. Good shit, Pat. Uh, pub the pub the brand. Oh, shit. okay. Um, follow uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, at Team God Punch. Uh, we got Blade Titans getting ready to drop in a couple weeks. We got the second series. Um, God Punch Chapter Four getting ready to load this summer. Uh, we got the clothing line dropping for Punch as well. We got a lot of shit coming, so uh, just be on the lookout, man.
Hey, real quick, Pat. Yo. Who who better sensei, Michael or Gabriel? <laughs> if you read it, you know they both equal. But I'm gonna tap out for the day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Pat, appreciate you, bro. I'm going to go um, with Michael just because of his name. You said oh, what? Okay, here we go. Oh, you asked Move on, GB. Just move on, GB. We're going to move on to the next topic. Uh, next up, topic number two of the night is we got how to capture your audience. And this shit kind of coming at a at an interesting time. <laughs> Has y'all seen the tweets <laughs> on the timeline from, Fly, from Flying Lotus uh, taking... I'm going to say he, it feels like he took defense against how people felt about Yasuke the series. And, you know, he basically tweeted that, you know, we're looking for somebody to blame and we don't understand what goes on in the room. And so uh, we decided we want to have a conversation. Damn, we didn't have to move everybody out, though. I was just going to say them and talk on this topic. No, nah, man, I, I need, we need to refresh, man. It's, it was too many, so I, I, I got anxiety. Oh, okay. Uh, y'all going to have to raise your hands again when I open it up. Uh so yeah, um, looking at we was looking for somebody to bl- uh, blame, and then we don't know what happens in the room, and that tweet kind of bothered me because I feel like you know him, them being the writers, whatever voice they had in the room didn't do a good job of capturing the audience and like keeping us invested in the show the whole way through. Um, on the three four hour pod we had about Yasuke, for all the people that was here, y'all know we talked about the good things about it, the audio and the visuals. But we also had a lot to say about the plot and the story overall. So, um, for one, we got Abe and Steve here from Blurred Mind Pod. And they wanted to come in and talk about it specifically. And uh, I want to hear from the moderators, too. And y'all don't just have to talk about Yasuke. Y'all can talk about any anime. Uh, What does it mean to capture the audience and keep the page turning? And what are some good examples and what are some bad examples? Abe and Steve, I'm going to let y'all kick it off as the first two moderators. And then... Uh, Eunice, I didn't even know you was in here. Can you be third on third on deck? Of course. Thank you. I'll let A pop it off because he, he got the research and stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, today's been a quite an interesting day on the TL, but I just want to start off with some examples of um, specifically one anime and one manhwa that really captured me. Uh, with one scene and what that meant to me and kind of just see where everybody else's heads at because it's always interesting to find out what exactly speaks to you the most when you're watching or reading um i'm sorry a real quick i forgot to mention that the hand raising feature is now turned back on so everybody wants to raise their hand and come up and speak on this topic go ahead a please continue my god (laughs) okay i'm peeping it um but like so the first one i'm gonna start with is one piece you know is one of my top three anime uh the scene that really captured me in the anime was actually um arlong park uh most people who've seen it they know what scene i'm talking about is right after luffy puts his hat on nami's head and then next thing you see next scene you see luffy zoro Usopp, sanji all ready to go to water to rep for um for nami when I watched that, it was at that moment I was like, all right, this is, I'm in this genre for the long haul. I'm in this genre for the long haul. Um, similarly, uh, well, actually on the opposite side of the spectrum, for those who read solo leveling, what Hello, really captured me, and I won't, I won't sponsor, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it, but there is a shout out to those who do D&D, GB, Steve and them. 
um, there is a specific double dungeon that we get to and the events that follow. Just what happens during those whole sequence of events, that's what really, really captured me. Um, one of the homies had said that, hey, just, just read it, just read it. I know exactly what scene is going, what sequence of, against, of events is going to capture you and you're going to love it. And he was right. So, um, it's definitely Steve, if you could share some of the stuff that you, that really speaks to you in an anime or manga. And, uh, we go from there with the other moderators and guests. Real quick, bro. I just started solo leveling. I'm on like chapter 65. Um, that art, I mean, it hasn't really captured me, captured me yet, but that art was pissing me off the whole time. Cause I was just thinking about that D and D session and how you put us through hell. He <laughs> barely live, bro. Bro, I'm so the alive. thing about it is just the, the amount of violence and the psychological play like these people really thought that ish was sweet and then it was like nah so i i really love when things go dark real quick yeah i, I love the uh when this when the statue smells and it may it always gives me that that jojo medicine medicine yeah 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 but uh go ahead steve uh, shit, to piggyback off what Abe said, my favorite things that like is grasping is um, those mood change, those mood swings, and those um, changes real quick early on. So like, I know we all hate Promise Neverland second season, but in the first season, that first episode, everything was all sweet. It was a happy ass orphanage and shit like that. And then you get the reveal that um, little girl is, you know, what I'm saying dead in the back of the truck. So that's one. Um, even in Akame got killed or Akame, I don't know how y'all say it, but um, Akame got killed in the uh, end of that one. These niggas is all in the, um, the barn being tortured and shit like that. And it's just those those quick moments like that. Early that shit on. was wild. Yeah, that shit like it gets hey, you and hooks you wild. right then. And I like it. I like to be hooked early on. I don't like to wait. You know what I'm saying? A little longer to get my hook in. And I want that shit to be like, you know what I'm saying? Early on and shit like that. Um, I know I, I read um, this uh, manga um, book from um, my dude from uh, JoJo's. Uh, got a manga book. I had to write manga. And his his rule is always get them to turn the next page. Like that's, the, that's your goal every time you're doing something in a manga. You want them to turn the page. And I feel like those are things that, you know what I'm saying? definitely get you to turn the page so those were two of mine that just immediately stuck out to me and then my third one really um in Gurren Lagann I'm not sure if y'all you know what I'm saying all seen it but in episode six I think we all thought Kamina you know what I'm saying was the MC and for that that switch real quick I ain't gonna spoil anything but that switch real quick definitely was something that caught me and it had me on you know what I'm saying on the edge of my seat and I was ready to watch the next 10 episodes easily so that's what I got. Appreciate it. Uh, Eunice, you was third on deck, and then we're going to move to the audience after you. Oh, hey, how are you guys? What's cracking? What's happening? Huh? Um, so the question is basically how to capture an audience in anime. Um, so Yasuke it had like it had potential to capture us i always i tweeted out early like a long time ago how i wish it would have went the villain saga route because villain saga captures you in that first episode with that first scene with them fighting on the ship and it's like whoa this is so crazy like what's going on and it captures you because it's such a beautiful story 
um, storytelling, visually, everything about Villain Saga is amazing. So if you have never checked out Villain Saga, please check it out. It's amazing. Um, I, I that's how you capture an audience where you like with a first um couple of seconds honestly should be the most captivating part of an anime i feel like that's the same thing for like naruto dragon ball z whatever we've watched that first scene is what captures you so i don't know if you guys want to talk about like how yasuke it captured me in the beginning i just said that earlier or last time that it captured me in the beginning but then it lost me when it started adding stupid shit it's like mecca like i love mecca don't get me wrong i'm one of the biggest mecca fans ever but it started doing all that dumb shit so that's how I feel like, um, that's why I feel like this anime should be, it should capture you in the first few seconds, and I don't know, maybe I'm rambling, but I just felt like Yasuke had so much potential, and, and I saw what you guys were writing on Twitter, I was at work, and I saw, and I was like, oh my god, what's going on, so I don't know if you guys talked, I just came late, I'm sorry for everybody here, I came in late, but, um, did you guys talk about that already? Did uh, anybody? Not really, I mean, not briefly, not, not really a lot. Yeah, we didn't. I, I had muted myself and then I, I fucked that all up. Uh, we ain't going to it in depth. Um, y'all ate that nigga up, but <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Aaron for starting this whole I, thing. I like sent that to like everybody. I was like, do you guys see what's going on Twitter right now? Um, but yeah, I really they like capturing audience should be within that first that first episode. Like we know we always talk about the three episode rule, but in reality, it's supposed to be that first episode that's supposed to capture you. That's gonna like set the tone for the anime and. Not everybody's good at that. Clearly, you know, Yasuke wasn't. But yeah, that's all I have to say. The, the crazy thing about Yasuke is the first three episodes are pretty solid to me. And the first episode was enough to, like, keep me going, you know? Mm. It was the la it was the last three where, that, where I was just like, bro, I, what happened? I hate how they what made him going? a side character in his own show, but that's enough. Mm. Yes. Okay. I ain't gonna hold you, GB. That shit was shaky from the jump for me, man. No, I think the first episode was actually... The first three episodes. First episode solid, was really good. That's why we were all because like they really just showed us the first episode in a lot of the previews. I'm not even hoeing you because I rewatched every preview that I ever posted, and it was always the first episode. It's sad, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, thank you, Gunis. I'm sorry. What you finna say? I was say that was me. I'm there. I know. What you finna say? Oh. 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 Now I was gonna say real, uh, real quick. I thought, I thought like, um, because I thought it was funny because basically I tweeted that one thing and that's how this whole thing started. And I think it's funny that somebody was talking about like you know receiving a few people talking about it, like receiving constructive criticism well and how it feels like you know sometimes some of these anime creators, I mean creators in general, um, they they don't take constructive criticism well. Like as soon as somebody says they don't like they don't like their series, they don't like their work or their art or something like that, it becomes instead of a, instead of a moment to listen to the audience, it becomes a, an argument or it becomes a time to like poke fun or make a point instead of really sitting there and hearing out to the people that well your audience, the people that are are not only gonna you know watch but then also gonna sing your praises, especially if it's good, right? So I think the whole thing was just I mean kind of funny from the jump when. Just to admit that just just because a lot of people watch your shit don't mean it's good. A lot of people watch the last Airbender. I'm talking about the live action movie. Was that shit good? No, the fuck it wasn't. Facts, and it's trash. I just want to say during that, Before, that, that part irritated me too. I agree with you. I felt like that was such a slap in the face because let's get real. The reason that a lot of us watched it 
was because, because we want black people have a hand. We want to see black Man. people. We want to see black and people win. And we that was such a slap in the face when I read that. I was like, look at how you guys just like that's the thing I said on live. I was like, they know that they will profit off of black people wanting to see that because we crave that. And not like crave it in a way of like, oh, we're so desperate, but we would love to see representation in something that we put in money. Cause a lot of us, you know, spend money in this like field. And so it would be nice to see some representation. So when he said that, I honestly just logged off Twitter and said, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm not going to It was a stupid fucking argument because, so, like, the streets came out to see Justice League and that shit did, like, $700 million, But we know Justice League was fucking booty butt. So I don't understand why he would not say that. It, like, my girl Kai made a thread that captured everything that I felt immensely. I just, like, attest, like retweeted with the hashtag. And I need people, like, people to understand, like, even if we do, like, and this is from, I think, was it last week when the writer came in the room or the week before last, whenever the fuck that was. Like, please understand that when people, like, when you put out a product, it doesn't matter what the fuck is in it. You're going to get crit criticism. And it's not like, yeah, we kind of shat on it, but we gave you reasons why we shat on it. We gave you all these pinpoints. And the, for the fact that you say, oh, well, it got abused, so it don't, your shit don't matter. That's a slap in the face to us, like, 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 you, like you know was saying. Like, that's a slap in the face to us. And that's disrespectful as fuck. Because we don't have to watch your shit. And I hate to say it like that, because that's rude. But we don't have to watch it. We watch it because we want to see y'all do good. But if you're not going to listen to us and take our shit seriously, then we're not going to watch your shit the next motherfucking time. You're going to be begging for views that you I, like to brag on. And um, I'm going to just say from the from the creator standpoint, too, uh, before, so before we move on to this, Yasuke, and get back to our topic, from the creative standpoint, too, it is a fine line. Like, sometimes it's hard to take hella constructive criticism when, like, it just feel like niggas is dumping on you and trashing your work. Uh, but it is important to sit through it, like Panda said, because if it's given, if they're given reasons and it's consistent and it makes sense, then that's the criticism you need, you do need to listen to. Um, and sometimes it can be hard to, like, draw that line and discern between the two because, as the creator, this is your project, this is your baby. Um, and you take that shit personal. So, um, I do feel like an artist of his level should be able to discern between the two, or else for me, in my mind, it's hard for you to exist at that level. But um, that's just my take on it from the creator standpoint. And then back to the topic for, like, series keeping us moving, I want to move on to the audience and hear from uh, people like Kai and Bo. Uh, let me hear from you first, Kai, and then Bo. Um, hello. Um, I'm Kai. Hi, Kai. Hi, babe. Um, my top three. I just finished Assassination Classroom, um, Smile Down the Runway, and Fruits Basket. So as far as like capturing your audience, I work in marketing. Um, so basically, my entire job is capturing an audience, I guess, if that makes sense to you guys. So you can't treat your audience, the people that you want to spend their money or views or streams, you cannot treat them like they're idiots. You cannot downplay their intelligence because then no one's going to want to do business with you. I, I just your this shit. He literally tried to fucking insult my intelligence. Well, y'all just don't understand how many people. All right, bro. All right. Huh? That's what I told. That's what I told. That's him literally that nigga was sounding like a hunter, hunter stand. Like you don't understand the material. Mm. <laughs> but that's the thing. You cannot, as it, like in marketing, like my job is to tell a story to make you want to buy the product or make you want to do business with us, right? Um, 
And I work with everyone from real estate to like people who have their own bartending business. I have to tell all of their stories within marketing. And I have to make sure that I have integrity behind everything that I'm creating for these people's brands. Because if there's no integrity, if you cannot trust their product, you won't want to continue with that product. And it's the same with storytelling and creating um, anime and, and shows in general. No one's going to want to keep messing with your product or want to be taking part of it, part in it if there's no integrity and you're not putting any actual love behind it and you're treating them like they're stupid and you're not actually listening. Um, you do better when you listen to your audience or customers because you can't deliver. You can't make more money if you don't know what these people want. She's been like, you cannot actually make money off of just, oh, I'm going to make whatever I want because I want to make it and I have the money to do that. You cannot do that because that's not, that, that's not what the consumer wants. The consumer is going to tell you exactly what they want and you have to listen to it. You still get the chance to make it your own because again, you can make, there can be a million black anime, but there's only one of yours, but you still have to listen because look, you walk down the bread aisle. There's only but so many damn ways you can make fucking bread. But people like the brands that they like for their marketing purposes because they feel like that brand speaks to them or they feel like they have a connection with that brand and everyone has a favorite cereal or have a favorite brand for these reasons. And it because tastes you, good. Because it tastes good or because it's healthy and it's a healthy taste good option or because it's organic or something. It still appeals to the audience. You have to actually listen to your audience and see what they want. If you don't know what they want, if you don't listen to them because you don't know how to take criticism because your ego is that frail, don't do what the fuck you're doing. No. Quit, because you ain't got no business doing anything that puts you in a light, the line of light where you are supposed to be using the consumer to make money, and but you're not giving them something that they're asking you for. No, if you can't take constructive criticism or criticism at all, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. So he shouldn't be doing what the fuck he's doing because people are giving him actual valid criticism and he wants to act like a little baby. I'm sorry, but Mecca and feudal Japan does not make sense. It fulfilled your anime wet dreams. But other than that, like there's no actual purpose in it because it wasn't explained. And to, off, and to piggyback off of that, but, somebody in the comments saying something about like, not, and I talked to GB about this. Hey, like, but hold on, having... hold on, y'all. We still talking about Yasuke and this nigga, his creator feels and shit. And we supposed to be talking about page turning as anime and like what captures you in particular yeah so i yeah can we like slide back onto the conversation well my thing was basically in general as like in marketing and stuff like that like in general you have to actually just listen to what people want for me i like storytelling what captures me is actually a really really good story and i also just like pretty things so the more care that's taken into a project and the more like someone you can tell that this is something someone's passionate about, the mm. more likely I am to support it. The more excited you are about your product, the more I'm excited about your product, as long as you're that's delivering facts. a quality product. That's facts. What's, uh, what's one anime or manga that has you like hype like page to page or frame to frame when you was watching it and like really drew you in? Okay, so I'm still, I'm really a dweeb and panda knows this i love fruits basket with every fiber of my being a keto pack, Smoking on the keto pack. <laughs> right. and like 
And Panda knows, I get so, it's because I've read them, I've read the manga like several times and Panda can tell you, like, we've had so many conversations about this and she knows ex- how excited I get whenever she watches a new episode because I'm just like, oh great, I can talk to you about what I, this. What I just told y'all, I'd have yelled this girl ear off on this past Monday, like, Girl, but it's compelling. Thing. But the thing is, Fruits Basket is a good story, and you can tell that the author loves that story. No part of you would ever think that the author did not love that story and love those characters because you know each character. You build a connection with each character. You have sympathy for each individual Soma, and you kind of feel some type of way about Akita, whether it's negative or like indifferent. You feel something. And that's, to me, good storytelling. That is compelling. That is amazing. So there are keto fans that deserves the fuck out of me. But I've taken up a lot. I've taken up a lot of time. So I'm going to stop talking and let someone else talk. Yeah, I was going to move on. But my last question for you, uh, Kyle, you feel a connection to the mangaka too, by way, because the the love they put into the series and, and you feel like more connected to them as well. Is that what you're saying? Um, it's not that, it's just that they created a, they created characters who feel like people. They okay. the characters don't feel like characters. The characters feel like, like people, like what they're going through is relatable. It like the animal thing isn't relatable, but like you understand their trauma. You under, like me, Isuzu, I, I completely relate to Isuzu because she has parent, parental trauma that I also have. So I relate to that because she's a person to me. So right. appreciate you, Kai. Uh, Bo, come up here and, and show these it mob niggas how to do this, this podding thing. <laughs> well, it be respectful be without me. So, um, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, oh, you the star it mob? Oh, you the face like Panda is. Yeah, yeah. Get this, y'all don't get this shit out of here, though. <laughs> please, please, please understand that I'm gonna remember all this shit. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, but yeah, my my name is Bo Born Done Did. Uh, you can follow me on It Mob, um, twi- Twitch, and YouTube as well. I'm trying to start something on YouTube, but that is still a in development process. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it. So, but it's work in progress. And you can follow me on Twitch, and I did say Twitch, but yeah. You can follow me on, on my link stuff. But anyway, so um, the thing that captured me as an audience, I'll just say this because um, it, I guess every um, every first episode has to capture me. Because I know people say, like, you should watch, like how everyone say, like, it takes a while to watch something. Uh, sh- depending, on what ep- depending on what anime you're watching. But after the first episode, if I'm caught up to it, like, something has to happen, like, like a twist in it like let's say that uh oh uh apparently this dude is killing all everyone and then next thing you know at the end the real protagonist is the guy who killed the guy at the end that kind of, that's kind of twist i like to see in the capturing. so basically i like to see the thing that captured me as an audience is basically like stuff that uh twi- twist in the end so with that being said um the thing I feel that people that need to capture the audience is that the, when, when people like list their products out there, they need to think about the audience, like, you know, what will make, like, something has to be relatable in some kind of way. Like, um, I need to listen to how people, like, criticize their work because, like, um, like Kaya said, if then people don't listen to what how to criticize your work, 
obviously you're not going to get enough people to watch your products as you know like um i guess you could say yusuke since we're talking about yusuke um because for me yusuke was was okay but i just think it was should have been done better and i did it did a lot of holes in there um i would say what's, um what's one animated that did do it right for you um let's see actually it's a lot of animes but i would say um i just go with fire force that really did that right to me uh sure it was a little slow but they did have the character build up in the right way because at first because i didn't because i didn't even know what was going i didn't even know about um um they do the fire legs i, I like i was trying to get to know much of him and how everyone in in his whole team like you know what that whole like deal is like that story why they in, in this like field of work and why old dude who is like fireless is kind of, kind of like you know the og of the whole squad yeah. um but yeah i feel like they put the story and the like the background like really well towards towards the season two as well because now i understand like how each of the fire members like um is now why like what are doing this and why some of them are like you know fire force fighters and what are trying to prove i still don't know why old dude with the saber sword is in there because you know it's it kind of bugs me why he's in there. you don't like you don't like arthur i know i like arthur i just want to know his background story because sometimes arthur can be like randomly smart at some times and then he just dumb Oh, you know, you up on you up on season two yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna How do you know what pie is? Hold on. You don't read the manga? Uh, I'm probably sure I'm gonna try and read the manga. Um, you you'll if... get your you'll get your author backstory if you read the manga, but I feel like you won't get his backstory until like season four or five of the anime. Damn near. Yeah, they all uh, they, they 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 explain explain a little bit of it in season two. Like they don't like get into it but it gives you kind of a insight a little, to his context yeah, yeah, yeah. context but that's yeah yeah i just saw a little bit of the context in there i mean i did understand Otto a little bit um so i think so i know Otto is at least has some kind of smartness in him and hey, i do understand why people abandon him um no, damn yeah. bro don't be spoiling everything on the like that's season two yeah that's an oh, anime they, they that's, 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 yeah, that. that's season that's two yeah there's, there's, I have, there's, I have, there's, there's a flashback the anime bro i'm, I'm sorry yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a flash. Yeah, you know I don't read that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I know you don't read that shit, bro. Hey, but since since I got you know, really? up there and it's it's eight of you niggas, it's not talking. Uh, Leak, you mentioned feats and stakes on the timeline, and uh, Aaron, you talked about character development and world building. I'll need examples from both you niggas. Uh, Bo, I appreciate your input. Thanks for coming up for representing the mob correctly. Uh, cause Abe and Steve ain't talking either, and they up here. I gave these niggas green asterisks. Nigga, you know to get that shit off. Right. <laughs> I was okay. like wondering why Steve isn't talking and Abe isn't talking, cause I'm not. All right, babe, run it then. Um, <laughs> you should have did. You should have did that shit. But I'm yeah, right. the audience, Kamai, you gonna be up next after Aaron and, and Lee give they spiel, and if everybody right. audience, I'm finna open up hand raising. I'm gonna take roughly four or five more people. All right, it was nice being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, bro. Uh, yeah, you want me to go first, then? You can uh, go first. But yeah, I, but yeah, I tweeted. For me personally, I need high stakes plot twists or like a very interesting character, character or world. So like, for me, the Promised Neverland is a good example of high stakes from like the jump. 
Because once we find out what's really going on, it's like, bro, like we're Thanks. getting killed. Like our lives are on the line. So like that's that's something that's high stakes with an interesting story. So you're trying to figure out how they're going to survive and what are these things that they're being fed to. Um, another one for me, I will probably say is Attack on Titan, of course. Like the huge plot twist of like the fucking wall getting kicked down episode one and then his mom basically dying in the first episode. And it's like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Um, another one that I'm reading right now is um, Kingdom. Um, it basically starts off with two war orphans and one of them so happens to get accepted into like the king's like kind of, I guess you could say like a servant for the king. And then by the end of the first chapter, like somebody you think is going to be a main character is literally dying, like about to die. So he's like, what the hell is like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is this about? And like, where is this story going? And then from, from that point on, it's literally every single chapter. Somebody is running from their, running for their lives, fighting for their life. Like the first five to 10 chapters, like you don't even know if like, who's going to survive. And you're already like introduced to like a, a huge, a huge key member of the entire story being the future king of like the whole kingdom. So it's like from the jump, you're you're thrown into a story of like super high stakes, an interesting world, and then you're trying to figure out like what exactly is going on. That the fact that this the main character who's literally like a peasant is now having to protect the future king of the kingdom in the first chapter. Yeah, I'm starting Kingdom on Friday, um, Panda. I don't know if you're going to be ready, but uh, I got to start this shit because Leek hyping this shit all the time. Do so at your own risk. Do so at your own risk. Because some of us work for a living, Steve. Wow. Well, I I did my job. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All right, we getting involved. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I guess guess for me, I'm talking about... uh, for me, like most captivating, like, you know, character development and world building, or cutting up size growth and world building. And I say that because, in a sense, I feel like I'm kind of a fan of, um, I guess, I guess older storytelling. Not to say they don't do it now, but I guess it's less uh, uh, recent where they don't do that as much as anymore. And, like, so when I talk about that, I'm like, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, Outlaw Star, uh, Champlu, um, stuff like that, where it's where at, at some point, I guess in some way, shape, or form, like the plot, there is a plot and there is a story going on, but the what you what you're witnessing is more so the world and how the characters interact with the world and and you know how it reflects back on them and and stuff like that. So I would give that, but I do stuff like some recent, maybe like Astro Lost in Space or um <sighs> I have to look at my list. I I, I really watch too much. Um, but just kind of like something anthology, like that. Anthology problems. <laughs> my, my list grows every day. Every day I'm like, every other day I'm finishing another anime. But um, yeah, and, and, and another point I was kind of saying, like when it comes to like, captivating, for me in a sense, like if you ever listen to like, a black anime review, review some stuff, like everything kind of has equal weight in a sense to me. Like, and I say that because I feel like a lot of, Stuff is on a t- is like on a teeter, like on a teeter totter, whatever. Like on a, like if sometimes like crazy high world building and character development. Like personally, I'm de- I'm like I'm gonna love that a lot. But if it doesn't, like if it's not as good as you know something else that I really love, like I'm not gonna say like Trigon is my favorite anime. But I'm not gonna be like oh it's not better than Trigon. Like every time I watch something, because it might offer something differently. So like some like Steins Gate, which this is a good character development and we're both for the most part. But something like Steins Gate, I really love, but I love it in a different way 
then I would love, then I love um uh, uh trying on a bebop or something. Just because like they might not have the high levels of world building as that, but they have another part that captivates me in a different way and makes me enjoy it in a different way than I would, you know, bebop or trigon. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I got a couple a couple tweets on here. I wanna I wanna read from. Uh, we got Moody Senpai on Twitter that said that pacing and writing is everything when it comes to creating addictive anime and manga. It needs to be realistic and allow the viewer to be immersed in the world and really fall in love with the characters. Uh, I definitely fuck with that, Moody. Um, and I think that damn near everybody up here on the panel is going to agree with pacing and writing. Yes, sir. Uh, Panda, funny as hell for feats and stakes. That shit got me weak. And then we got uh, Kedrick on the timeline. He said uh, com- from... Uh, Chaotic Culture Podcast, who just did an episode with the most recognizable face in the anime and manga community. Mm. Panda I will kill all of y'all niggas and y'all sleep when we go to drink uh, time. Panda with the hammer. <laughs> Kedrick said that uh, compelling stories and great pop- plot twists do it for him. And uh, I ain't heard from Nay the whole time we've been up here, I don't think. Yeah. Nay, we'll be doing it for you besides <laughs> absolute fear. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, same thing, kind of plot twist um, with an interesting um, storyline. Honestly, and I personally like to see somebody die in the first episode. It doesn't have to be a gruesome oh. death, but I like to see. In your like, death note bag. Okay, you see, I'm a, I, I was mean, just well, about to like, tweet about death so, like, I do like that type of twist, um, like something like literally happening to somebody. But yeah, like death note is like, I think a good example of um, one that just kind of piqued my interest in um, some of the twists in there, like just the finding the book and what the book entailed to begin with um, is really interesting to me. I know somebody said Astro Lost in Space. That one was like a really good attention grabber. Uh, Banana Fish for me was one that was that caught my attention yes. in the first episode. Um, I couldn't put it down after that. There was a lot of interesting things. So yeah, definitely an interesting storyline. Um, and interesting characters, and if somebody could die in the first episode, I'd be happy. Appreciate it, Nay. All right, let's move on to the rest of our audience, people, because I got a lot of y'all motherfuckers up here we got to move through. Uh, the lineup, as it is on my screen, is Kamaya, then Keith, then Pat. You're, that's exactly what I see. Mm-hmm. Kamaya, this is uh, where you unmute yourself. Thank you. Okay, so um, what does it, first off, I'm going to say this, uh, I don't know how many people have seen Wonder Egg Priority, so if you haven't seen it, you might want to tune me out. Girl, preach about that the fire. Yeah, talk about talk that, that shit. shit. Talk that shit. I don't, I don't want to spoil that it. Let me, oh, it's fine. I'm going to turn you guys down because I am watching it, so let me turn y'all down. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so what does it for me is really, really hard-hitting plot twist. I love psych- psychological anime, but my thing is, capturing your audience i feel like it's very very important especially in that first episode because not only do you need to have characters that are very interesting that people will want to relate to and see what happens down the line you also need to have a plot that brings your in that brings your viewers in and makes them want to watch and makes them want to see how these characters progress and how the story progresses and i feel like wonder egg priority did a very very good job of that because when I was first watching it, I was kind of confused in like the first couple of minutes, 
But then when I finished the episode and really processed it, everything kind of made sense. The story just progressively got better and better and better. And since it is an original anime, it doesn't have a manga. I feel like the way they did it was really well was really well written. It had a very good habit of leaving you wanting more and leaving you wanting to see what happens next, especially with the characters. There were parts of the show where I just was like, I don't know what's going to happen to this character. But as soon as I kept watching, it just progressively made sense to me and everything started to add up. But it just, as far as capturing your audience, I'm going to use Nambaka as one of my examples as well. Nambaka had a very good, um, it had a very good first episode. It was very comedic. It was very funny. It was very interesting. But halfway through, I lost the plot. I didn't know what was going on. You spitting right now. You spitting. You spitting like a motherfucker. <laughs> you spitting. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I knew, but somewhere towards like the end of season one, middle of season two, I just lost the plot. I didn't know what was going on. But what I feel like they did well was explaining the characters, but where they fell short was making sure that the story stayed consistent like Wonder Egg Priority did. So I wish that a lot more anime would follow in Wonder Egg's Priority's footsteps because they made they left you in the dark, but once you finished it, it all made sense. Everything made sense. It was a very well-written anime. It was very well-animated. And the way they captured their audience, it, it they gave you topics to relate to. I'm not going to say what they are because I don't want to... Some of it is very triggering, but they gave you way too many they gave you a lot of topics to relate to they gave you characters to relate to not only personality wise but like emotionally relate to and kind of mentally relate to and that's what i like about anime i like plot twists like wonder egg priority gave us i don't like plot twists that nambaka gave us it was just very much confusing and i wish that more anime would take into consideration that you need to have a lot of hard-hitting elements that will bring your audience in, and you also need to know who your audience is. Yeah, I, um, one, I'm gonna have to start enforcing the, the time limit on the speakers because I, I am trying to get us out here semi on time tonight, but it ain't looking like it's for to happen. And then uh, two, uh, I do agree with like the hard-hitting elements. Uh, some. Funny enough, we was talking about uh, Cannon Busters and it having a slow start earlier, which I think is a is a good example here. I didn't really think that Cannon Busters was bad, but it definitely it wasn't really scrap. It wasn't even scratching the surface at first. Like we didn't even really get deep into the anime or have any hard hitting moments or anything that was making me really feel engaged with what was happening until maybe like three quarters of the way through the season. And then all of a sudden, like, things start to happen and you feel like, okay, I'm fucking with it. So, for me, that left the season being kind of in the mid-area. And my original feeling was that it was trash, but it left it being in the mid-area just because it didn't really get me moving to grab my attention to the end. If I wasn't watching for a black creator, that would have been an anime that I didn't even finish at the end of the day. So, I vibe with you with that on that shit, Kamari. 100% agree. Uh, I'm... Let me 
Spice, you got something to say before I move on? To yeah, I just want to say, like, um, I agree with the whole, like, um, I like when series, like, throw me into, like, the chaos and then feed me details throughout. That's why I really enjoyed Dora Hidoro because I feel like that series yeah. has so much. That was fire. It, um, it was. does a really great, a really great job at, at world building and then feeding you small details, but also misdirecting you with when you think what's going to happen and never happens the way you think it's going to happen. And then in the end, when everything's revealed, you're like, oh shit, this is, this is crazy. So I, I do love when series do that. You know, I, that's why I highly recommend Dory Doral because like that series is so fire. I love the way it's rain. But yeah, that's all I'm saying. I definitely agree. When you're not telegraphing exactly what your plot is, you definitely end up having a better chance of keeping your audience engaged. Yeah, because I'm pretty... I'm pretty good when it comes to like deciphering plot twists. So I, if it's a really, really good plot twist, I'm like, okay, you got me. But like, I feel like a lot of times you're like, I kind of know where it's going. But with Dory Doro, you don't know where it's going. And I, I love when series do that to me. So I'm like, yes, yes, keep. I want more of it. <laughs> yeah, that anime threw me for a look the first time I watched it because I was like, oh yeah, I know what's gonna happen. Nope, I didn't know what was gonna happen. I love that, and I love that's why I love Wonder Egg Priority so much because it threw me for loops in every facet that I couldn't even fathom. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out One Day Priority. I've been watching uh, Jamal from Getting the Megapod speak the gospel on One Day Priority for, it feel like, damn near a year now. Uh, He's been, he been talking on One Day Priority for a while. But, Please uh, do. It's so great. It's so great. Very uh, appreciate you, Kamaya. Keith, what's good, bro? Yo, what's going on? Um, hi everybody. I'm Keith. Um, I'll do. We we're supposed to do top three, right? So I, I'll do top three. My top three from uh, this current season, um, which are uh, Megalobox, Nomad, Tokyo Revengers, and uh, Hero. Um, but yeah, uh, for the topic. For me, uh, keeping my attention, all I need is two things. I just need good characters and keep it interesting. Um, and that's that's literally that's literally it. Like it can be a twist, it could be a dope reveal, um, it could be a death, whatever. Just keep it interesting um, and give me good characters. Um, my examples kept getting taken but one that hasn't been taken was uh talentless nana i don't know if anyone has seen that um but the uh-huh. end of the first episode the twist is like okay now i want to see what happens next and as long as you keep me wanting to see what happens next i'm engaged mm-hmm. thank you for releasing us from the shackles of yasuke too bro <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Like I, I understand everyone's gripe with it, um, and it, it. I don't know. It, it felt like we had finally moved on, and then Flying Lotus decided to do what he did this morning. What's uh, your and, uh, and open the wound back up? What's your favorite example of a character that kind of like kept the story moving for you? Um, for me, a character, I would say, um, Rio and Akira in. Devil Man Cry Baby. Um, the two of them really kept that story driving for me. I love um, I love their dialogue and like their the poses. Yeah. Uh, just cause like the way the way that we're 
introduced to Rio um, when he pulls up with, you know, the all white fur coat with a machine gun and a sports car. Um, with style, and bro. Yeah, and he just like, he's like, okay, what's this dude gonna do? And he just lets that shit fly off at the dock with no care in the world. Like, okay, I wanna see what this guy got going on. And then he takes Akira to the rave and, you know, everything changes there. Akira becomes a completely different person. And now it's like, well, his personality is the same, but on the outside, he's completely different. He's very much changed. So it's like, okay, I want to see what what's going on between the two of them. Like, they're these childhood friends. Then Rio pops up out of nowhere. And Akira's completely different on the outside. But he's now he's got to deal with being a devil and a human. Um, and, and you kind of get this feeling that Rio has, like, this alternative, uh, this ulterior motive, but you don't really know what it is. And then later on, you find out, like, even subconsciously, his his motive. He didn't even know what his motive was, um, really, on the surface. So that that kind of story is is really um, something that I love. That and then uh, before you go, I got two. I got two things I need you to do. Um, one, I need you to pub the brand, but two. If niggas like good ass characters like like the ones you just mentioned, what's probably the best comic that we need to read from the brand? Um, okay, uh, so I have concept. <laughs> I have con- my co- brand is Concept Moon. Uh, we make comics and manga um, centered around uh, black characters for the most part. Um, uh, concept Moon on Twitter, Concept Moon Instagram, conceptmoon.com. Um, and man, uh, for characters, um, this is, that's tough because I, I honestly, and like, even if I wasn't, uh, part of the brand, I love all of our characters. Um, it's hard. So it's kind of hard for me. That's a political ass answer. Who your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna plug myself and say, uh, Black Lotus Dragon. Um, just because I know what I have planned for all of my characters in that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that does, that, that is a little biased for me, but, um, just because I know what's coming from what's out right now, um, with the, with the character growth. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and roll with that one. Um, but also the outlaws, I that one. Hey, real quick, I, I just want to say thank you to Keith for always pushing that Devil May Cry, um, that the anime, oh, yeah. for always pushing it. Yeah, like, yo. Yeah, I'm always on that agenda. Fucking That's wild. in my top three, so. Yeah, yo, you, really appreciate Devil, that. Devil May Cry not get love? No, nah, not Devil May Cry. <laughs> Devil May Cry, I was, I'm jumbled right now. But uh, shout out to him for that, for always pushing that agenda. But always got to share that from you. I don't feel yeah, like some, you're some as people much hate love Devil May Cry, baby. Some people hate really? it. Really? Them niggas yeah. not on my time. I've I've not seen those tapes. That's still strange to me. The people that actually hated it. Yeah, I don't I don't understand how I can understand how it might have made some people uncomfortable. It may not be great to some people. I can understand that. But shout out to Actress Dream sequence. No, oh, yeah, that <laughs> drum was wild. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Every episode, I was like, what the hell is going on, dog? I was like, wait a minute. 
I had to rewind it and go back to make sure it was what I thought it was. <laughs> Shit was disgustingly beautiful. I loved it. Oh, uh, appreciate you, Keith. Yeah, we man, gonna, appreciate y'all. Yeah, man, we're gonna move on to uh, Pat. Tell us why we turned the pages, bro. Oh, uh, what's good, everybody? I know I just got off, but now I'm coming back up because I really want to talk about this topic, especially um, as a writer uh, and an aspiring mangaka. Um, for me, uh, what keeps the pages turning, um, one, um, a dope world, and two, uh, relatable characters. Uh, I think that's probably why um, people, including myself, really fuck with Naruto so hard, not just as a show, but as a character. Um, as a child, I really related to the isolation that he experienced growing up. And so, you know, that's why I'm always ride with him, you know, and some of my favorite MCs. Um, as far as a world, however, I think my favorite world might be uh, One Piece, honestly. Um, I love the way that they kind of take real world scenarios and situations and incorporate them into a series. Um, One Piece always gives you those. Protect this game. Yeah. <laughs> one piece really does uh, one piece really does uh, a great job at um giving you those dark undertones and um it, it makes you feel for the characters you know whenever they're really experiencing something heavy um if you're watching uh one piece right now you caught up you know you know what's going on in wano and so you really you know feel for the characters when you you, you see what they've been put through for the last 20 years um so i think for me that's what's a page turner um one characters that i can relate to or a character that i can see myself in and to um a world that you know uh kind of emulates the one that we're living in and so you 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 take a character that's interesting and you put them in that and you know they're trying to you know adjust or, or, or topple the system or overthrow it or just trying to figure out how to survive and so i think those are some things that um i really try to incorporate in my series um so yeah the, those are it for me what uh what arc in one piece or what what concept did you feel like most closely resonated with you and what like what arc that you couldn't wait to just move through because it was just hitting home um let's see the arc that resonated with me the most uh in one piece um i'll probably say um sabody um Sabody is my favorite One Piece arc of all time. Um, Wano will probably be my favorite after it's all said and done. But Sabody right now is just, it, it really opened my eyes to like the issues that they're tackling because I mean, there, you know, you saw the classism, you saw the racism, um, you saw the human Slavery. trafficking. Yeah, you, you, you saw the human trafficking. Um, and you saw what happens, you know, when you try to oppose the system, you know. And so I think that arc may have been the heaviest for me. Because, you know, um, it's something that we see in our world, you know, like as black people, we do experience the racism, you know, um, we, we saw the slave trading going on, you know, all across the world. Yeah. Um, we see the class system going on, you know, right here in our own country. And, um, you know, you, you see what happened, you know, when you try to protest and you try to stand up against it, you know, uh, it seems like you don't have a voice. So Sabody was the one that really hit the hardest for me because I see it. Yeah. I. It, it is like, and, and you get that moment, like you get the moment of, of, of Luffy doing what he does yeah. and, and knocking that nigga back to the manga. You get that moment and you feel like there's hope for the little mm -hmm. man, but then, you know. When uh, that guy pulls up, yeah. 
Yeah, when 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 God <laughs> pulls up <laughs> and shut everything down, bro, it's like that's what power do. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely I definitely feel that. Yeah, and so um, it, and I won't talk talk on this topic anymore. But um, that that last statement you made it brings me to um, what Doflamingo said in Marine Forge. You know um, you know those the strong is the one the strong are the ones who decide what justice is. You exactly. Know? And so um. Yeah, that, that that just kind of you know brought that memory to me. So yeah, um, that's that's just, that's just kind of how I feel about it all. It's just, it's we stand Dolphy around here, dog. We stand Dolphy. We do Dolphy, love Dolphy. We stand Dolphy, bro. That we that man Dolphy. was something. Was something else, yo. Don Flamingo, he was that nigga. Yo. I don't know no Dolphy. nigga that could wear capris and a and a and a, and a mink flamingo. Dripping, nigga, dripping, dripping, bro. Dripping, big with, dripping, with bro. With the frames on, with the glasses. and then fought with the frames, bro. Like, hey, the hardest thing about Dolphy was the fact that like everybody called him young man. And this nigga was definitely like forty five, but I fuck with him. <laughs> yeah, he, I fuck with him though. I'm not even kids call that, that nigga, nigga young all. master, but that boy, that boy wear the velvet loafers with no socks, bro. What you expect? Right, 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 right. <sighs> um, what I was gonna say. All right, uh, Mike. Uh, Mike is so disrespectful. <laughs> Mike is out of here. Now, if I start, if I start slandering head clover, he gonna be mad. You can, so, you can have it. I'm just no, tired. Of, gotta, I'm just no, tired of the you, you Can we move show. on, man? Good lord. <laughs> Mike, Mike, so you hate Naruto, you hate One Piece, you just want Bleach talk, huh? He just nah, want Bleach. I don't even want to hear about Bleach, man. Like, Jesus Christ. We'll just let's lead a one three out of it, a big three out of this, please. Uh, okay. Never have a One Piece moment, man. Pat, pub the brand, bro. We, we, oh, we just got I, I already pubbed it once, man, but I'll pub it again, bro. Uh, my name is Patrick Thomas, writer, creator of Team God Punch. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at uh, Team God Punch. Um, you can read the the manga for free um, on our website, www.teamguidepunch.com. Uh, yeah, man, just fuck with the brand. I hope you like it. Uh, we might, we got more content coming soon. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for having me. Shout out to Eric for walking back. Oh, wait, is it my turn? Uh, you are next on my screen. It sure oh. is. Um, so... What keeps me in... Oh, also, I just want to say thank you guys for sharing my YouTube channel. That meant a lot. <laughs> um, oh, no problem. But I would say what keeps me, um, like, interested... Or, like, what gets my attention in anime is... Obviously, great animation. I love a really terrifying villain. But most recently, I realized that... I love when shows do this thing where they kind of give you the plot in bits and pieces like it all comes together in the end but like the first few episodes you're kind of like wait so where is this going what does this mean and like for example um i don't know if, you, if you, any of y'all watch um joran princess of snow and blood if anyone's seen that one yes i love it 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 doesn't it like it doesn't you don't get the full idea of what's going on in the first episode it wasn't until you don't even get the full idea by episode five. You're just like, yo, what is going on? It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was... had, it had me confused when I was doing my watch. I got like episode seven. I was just like, yeah, so did she wait, she achieved the mission? I'm what's what's next? Just... Like, I have to pay specific attention to this. So I, I appreciate you shouting this out, Erica, because that's an anime like I can't just let play in the background because I'm gonna miss everything. Yeah, you have to pay attention. Like I like to put on shows and then, you know, I don't know, do chores or, you know, cook or something while I'm watching it. I can't do that with Joran. I have to sit down and, like, watch it, pay attention. Um, but, yeah, it was like it was like the first episode. I'm like, okay, so he's, like, an assassin and she's part of, like, this organization. All right. And she has cool powers. Cool. 
All right. <laughs> and then second episode, somebody died. And I was like, oh, what the hell? And then it just kept going. And it wasn't until like the fourth episode that for me, that's when it clicked for me. And I don't know, it's worth it. Like, it's just worth the buildup. I don't, it's hard to explain, but it's just worth the buildup. I like shows that just kind of feed you stuff like in bits and pieces. Like Wonder Egg did the same thing where it's like, okay, you know, you know that they have like these eggs and, and they have to go like this other world to save people, but you don't know where they came from. You don't know what those two like dummy looking guys, what their deal was. Um, it just, I like, I don't know. Just give, I like, I guess it's like what, like breadcrumbing sort of <laughs> like that. I like that. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> so like leading you alone and, and kind of giving you a, a path, a way to, a way to really dissect, break down and understand the story to digest it all. Yeah. It just, it's just like episodes, like, especially in the first episode, like it grabs your attention with a cool scene, but you end up with more questions than answers and you have to know the answer. So you just keep on watching, but it's only worth it. If at the end of the series, you know, it all comes together. Otherwise you just feel like you've been let on. Okay. Thanks. Thoughts. Uh, I'm gonna try to try to get us back on time. We only like we just hit the mark for this segment, so we're gonna get these last three people through. Erica, we appreciate you for coming back up, uh, and thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, I got Al next on my screen. Yo, can y'all hear me? Yes, we can, sir. All right. So I wanted to jump in real quick. I'm also part of the uh, It Mob crew, so I want to represent that. My name is gang, Black gang. <laughs> gang Gang. We deep. In so I go by Black Hole Player, also known as SSS Black, also known as Eriza and Robin's Purse Holder. Um, I just want to throw out a couple of things I've been listening to. My whole thing about what catches your eye for me is shock value, and it has to be not just shock value, but progression from set shock value. I heard a couple of people speaking on. Um, what's it called on wonder a priority. And that's a perfect example. Like, I don't think people went into wonder a priority knowing what was going on and shit didn't get real literally until one of the little CNOs threw the ax, it hit the girl and you saw blood. I think literally from there on in the anime was like, Whoa, okay. So things are going to turn real. This ain't no cutesy anime. And that reminds me of another cute anime, which is called, um, from Madoka Magica. And anybody that's you seen pull up a goal. Yep. Q? <laughs> I'll get to that part. So in the first episode, you're like, oh, it's cute little magic girls. And oh, they're, you know, doing magic. And then you get to episode three. And if you haven't seen it, of course, everybody knows what goes down to episode three. And the entire anime flips on its head from there on in. That's what I call well-placed shock value. Like in the beginning, you have no clue. This might be cool. And then woof, that hits. And from there on in, everybody's like, well, what's next? Because now you didn't kill him. You know, you didn't took somebody out. And what do I do from there? What do I do? Um, perfect example of like three anime from Spring that for sure is doing the right job of reeling in their audience. One is Vivi. I push the Vivi agenda heavy. Yeah. Um, all on Twitter. Vivi I do. Crack. I just watched my first episode. <laughs> oh, Listen. And this nigga. <laughs> Vivi from here on in. And literally the first episode catches you. Normally you only got one episode to catch people. Keep it honey. Like this if your first episode is trash. You're not you're not gonna make it nine out of the ten unless you leave something in that first episode a question mark. That's the only way you're gonna catch somebody. Because if you leave that question mark, you're like, you know what? I might dip back in to see that second episode just to see what that's going. 
And not all animes get that. Vivi does a perfect job. First few seconds of the anime, I'm spoiling it a little bit, but I'm gonna just drop this in because I'm making this quick. First few episodes or first few seconds of the anime, you just see blood, gore. You don't know what's going on. People getting body left and right. All of a sudden, it switches back. It starts to show from Vivi's perspective. You got this robot. Hey, uh, we gotta go fix this, or the whole world gonna die. I'm up. I'm in. Let's do this. I don't know where we're gonna do. How we gonna do about this? But I'm in. Then Vivi drops you animation. Vivi drops you dope fight scenes. Vivi drops you excellent music. From there on in, you're like, all right. I have no reason but to watch this. You gave me something to look forward to in the first episode, and then from here on in, I'm gone. And I'm like, anime is when built like that perfectly is literally that's how you do an anime from the very, very beginning. You drop what you need, and then you reel them in with everything else being at top tier levels. Uh, Primus Neverland was another one. I heard somebody speak on that. I remember literally my boy reading that, and I was like, oh, is this what's going on in this? And this is before I even read Magna. He was just reading it on his screen on our website. And I was like, oh, what happened to the little girl? Okay, I want to go watch this now. And I ended up reading it and watching the anime when it came out. Poor second season. We ain't going to speak on that. That second season never happened. But well-placed shock value for me is what catches me in the anime. Stuff can start off slow, but if you keep me somewhat intrigued until your shot, your one shining moment hits, then I'm in it. Because then it's like, all right, I watched three episodes, and now you got me hooked. Let's find out what the rest is about. Uh, that's all I got. Like I said, I'm trying to get in and out like a robbery, so that's all I got for y'all. Yeah, all these it mob niggas just rolling through. Hey, it's crazy that you uh, that you brought up shock value and shit, bro. Um, especially that early on shock value that creators would throw in there sometimes. I think an underrated skill that happens in series sometimes is when, uh, like you said, not being able to build on it. Underrated skill is being able to give you that shock value and plot twist early on in a series and actually making your viewer, your audience care about that plot twist when you give it that early. Right. Because it got to be well placed. Like, for example, I got real quick. One anime that also hit me with shock value that wasn't well placed is called Gairi Zero. The first episode of the anime, they build up a team four characters basically about what they're doing everything like that how they're strong how they're going to stop the bad guys and all of a sudden by the end of the episode bad guy literally kills all four people and then you switch over and you're like oh you're the main character so you got shock value in that the rest of the anime was trash so well-placed shock value also matters that's all i would say most definitely bro uh i guess i ain't gotta ask you to promote the pod because we already had our other 15 members on here uh, well, yeah, uh, um, the, I am part of the Itmob crew, so I also have to represent that. But the uh, anime um, part of the Itmob crew is called the Mayonaka Mixer. It's called Mayonaka Mixer. So if y'all want to check that out, y'all can also catch me on all my socials and all that good stuff as well. And you, you, you do a drop every Friday. I got y'all with the edits, you know. Um, be, the Panda is on the newest episode I'll be dropping this Friday. Yeah, so she, she, out here, she out here just on a, on a tour tour. Mm-hmm. All right, she the most recognizable face in the She's community. She's the face, bro. so yeah. Okay, for uh, all these people trying to get Luke on, trying to get Luke on for my birthday since y'all got so much to say. Thank you. Hey, Black, <laughs> Black Hole, you do my knocking mixer by yourself? Oh no, no, I got a wonderful co-host that actually just hopped on, and that'd be Scoop Steve. Yes, oh, yes, so yes. Do, so you do it by yourself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> fight back, wow. Hey, right, right, fight back, fight back. Just be I, real. You I, do you carry? Do you carry this nigga Steve? You back? I expect team? this from Mike. I don't expect this from GV. <laughs> Mike, not even. No, no, no. Keep it hundred. If I didn't have uh, Steve with me, I probably even really been be, being podcasting right now. No, I, don't get I lost anymore. my other co-host. Definitely wouldn't. Nah, I, I can nah, tell you this right nah, now. Nah, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it hundred. Keeping it hundred. 
For real. Hold time. Oh, my last you. question is: Do y'all promote this? Because I, I didn't know that y'all had a, a had a uh, a duo pod. Uh, we do promote it. Um, no, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. I'm for. I thought to say we promote it on the page. Producer Abe, give us the real, bro. Yeah, all right. Look, 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 y'all. I put out a tweet. I'm I'm lucky if they retweet that drone and talk about it after the game. I'm gonna need y'all to do better. Do better. Because there's too much heat y'all be dropping that's going unnoticed. Do better. So Steve, let me let me get the link to the pod, please. Text me, man, so I can listen to the to the duo. Or is it is it on the same RSS as uh Blur? No, it's nah, a different one, different one. Okay, I got yeah, you, bro. Shoot me a link, bro. Bet. Appreciate you. Black hole, we appreciate you, bro. We finna move on to uh oh, we got Taylor up. Taylor, what's good? Hey. Um, just to introduce myself, my name is Taylor. I'm attack on Tay Tay on Twitter, and I'm a writer on Funimation right now. Um but I'm a writer on many platforms. So if you're looking for someone writing a story about fandom or anime, I'm your girl and the intersection of sociology. Um, so basically what keeps me engrossed in an anime would pretty much be, I would just probably echo the sentiments that other people shared, um, like shock value. I feel like one of the most current ones is gonna be, you know, like the Attack on Titan. I remember when that came out and how everyone was shocked. I remember when people were losing their minds. I feel like that's a lot of people's gateway anime for you know the newer generation, just because it was something that people hadn't really seen before. Although it, although like that sort of thing that typically happens, like it's a recycled trope. Attack on Titan, although like um, that was extremely shocking and shock value in anime, it's not really anything new for particularly really good anime. I guess I would go on to say like, if the shock value in that anime is something that is relative to the world building and to the plot and to the story. So maybe cohesiveness is what I would say. Like, I'm just changing my answer as I'm talking, but I'm thinking like, if the story flows and it doesn't matter if it's like a trashy anime or a really good like prestige sort of anime, but if it's a story that flows, like the dialogue feels like it's a part of that world, the world building, um, if I have a sense of like where I am in that anime, where it stands, then that's something that's going to keep me engrossed along with the shock value. But if it's just shocking to be shocking or if it's trying to do too many things at once, if it's like desperate for it rather than effortlessly, this is my anime, this is what it is, then I'm automatically lost. Because I feel like I've watched so much anime that I can kind of tell when a writer is really desperate and trying to set a certain tone and it's not some it's not coming off naturally and I'll just automatically lose interest. And then I guess one more thing would be like a twist or a take on something. Like if it's some like for example with Samurai Champloo. I'm not gonna I can't bring up that topic again, but someone on Twitter said that a certain setting of anime like the feudal era like old setting of anime is typically uninteresting and you have to do all this stuff to make it more interesting to make it more palatable but there's ways that you can do that there's ways that you can re like remix or reinvent an already established world and make it something that's cohesive make it something that has like some sort of thematic re resonance like the fact that samurai Champloo incorporated you know not the feudal era i'm trying to think of the particular era of J of japan but the fact that it remixed that era of japan with 
modern day hip hop culture and it it felt fine it felt organic and it was something that some other other anime like typically try to emulate um that's something that i like that kept my attention and they did it flawlessly so it's just like flawless executions of things that are new and then on top of that you have you know just great executions of already you know long-standing tropes and then you could also have just something i also am a fan of so bad it's bad it's good like if you already know you're making a cringy trash anime stand in your truth and make the cringiest trash anime and i'm probably still gonna watch it because it's so bad it's good i'm a hate watcher too just know your audience in that sense what do they need what are they typically looking for and find a way to keep it fresh so that's my answer uh definitely agree with you about it's definitely a a way to do historical anime if you want to add that fantasy an, uh element to it but you got to be uh you got to listen to the ancestors when you season it up with the fantasy you got to you got to give it the right amount and it's uh, a fine it's a fine line between killing it and overdoing it and i say yasuke is an example example where they went too far but i was um, trying not to say the word yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the the, the anime the project that should not be named that nigga is uh, Voldemort, <laughs> right? But, but I will say this. Hard, but you know, I even look at something like Vinland, where it's still a historical anime, and it's not like they are way out of the bounds. Of re- well, they out of the bounds of reality, but they ain't way out of the bounds of reality. Like Thorkill is definitely punching a horse in the chest and downing it in one hit. But you know, you also got other moments where it's very close to what we can. Uh, identify with as, as regular human beings. So uh, I think that they do a good job. Um, and even, I think I saw uh, Aaron bring up uh, uh, Afro Samurai earlier as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm not even, and they, and they got mechs in there. And I'm not even mad at how they how they execute in Afro Samurai. I, I, think, I think that comes back to like what I was talking about earlier with, with the world building. Like I brought up um, Afro Samurai, Dororo, Blade of the Immortal, and Vinland Saga all kind of anime that, well, the Afro Samurai is like, you know, in a kind of an unknown time necessarily, but like Blade of the Immortal and Dororo specifically, where Dororo has demons in it and all this kind of stuff like that, but it still fits, you know, perfectly in its timeline. So it has all these fancy elements, but it, it fits because of how they set the world, how they build it, and and they they give us, there's like a, some call like an allowable amount of conveniences, right? And every person has like their own personal amount of conveniences that can be in a show or a book or whatever like that right but a lot of anime knows or a lot of you know media knows we we can only have so many things that there seem to be convenient before it gets too much right and that's like where you know the show that should not be named it, it takes it, t- it goes too far with its allowable conveniences where those shows they have the opinion like would it be immortal necessarily that man be he be healing wait it's, it's the time period that he in he, he do dead 10 times over he yes. did 10, 20 times over, but he keep he coming back. And that's that's not real. That's fiction. That's, that's fantasy for no sort of fiction, whatever. But it's it's allowable because it doesn't necessarily go out of the world because other people do the same stuff. So it's I, I, that's that's what comes down to the importance of world building and 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 really, you know, giving people uh, a view into the world and showing them like this is how things do in this world. Like this is not our world this is a different world whereas you know i'm sure not be named they tried to pro they, they promoted it as our world and then when it came to a different world they didn't tell us why how who what when where and anything they just said oh yeah this and you're just supposed to 
believe it as the conveniences stack up and there's nothing that has a reasoning for the conveniences. Yeah. Um Taylor, we appreciate yes. you. Uh, thank you. Did you put did you pop all your writings and everything already? Yeah, I said I work for Funimation and all that. But I'll say it again. I work for Funimation, so I don't know if anyone has any publications, but I can write for you. You got a uh, spreadsheet with your fees? You know, I, I don't. <laughs> Maybe I, I need to get that together. Yeah, Thank you got to work on that. Up. Yeah, that, that's going to be the next thing I work on. We're All right, Taylor, we, we appreciate you. And uh, last on this topic, I got Alex. I don't even know if you're still there. Oh, shit. It's almost 7 a.m. over here, but I'm still here, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, bro, because I remember you said you was in France. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, he he's staying on the whole night with us. We appreciate that, yo. Good looking out to Alex, for real, for real. Uh, that shit was interesting as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was actually interested the whole thing. So this is my first time here. Really? Hey, uh, tell all your tell all your friends over there overseas that you know we doing the thing over here. Hey, don't even worry, bro. Don't even worry. So we have like a an artist group going on, and we all make manga, and it's only African people in it, right? Because we only have this small community with us, and it's really cool that you know I didn't know about the blurred community, so this is like my first time into it, and it's pretty cool. Like I know Shanti from here. Like this is. This is actually the first time I talk to so many people at the same time, so I'm kind of confused. And I hope, you all, <laughs> I hope you all understand my English. Like, you know, I, I'm still learning. I hope it's not that bad. But yeah, um, to go on the subject. Nigga, you sound fine, bro. You don't sound fine. I, 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 I would have I thought you already knew it. Oh. <laughs> all right, man. So, yeah, to come on the subject, uh, at the moment, I'm working on a project called Blues. So, it's a manga I've been working on for the past years. And, you know, some people, I mean, someone here already read the first chapter that came out uh, a few ago. Uh, it was something I was not um, satisfied with because for me, word building is something that is really important when you come to when it comes to writing your own story. Um, I read something into in the book of uh, what's his name already? The man that created uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Araki. Um, Araki. Araki made a book about. Uh, quick. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have my shit. Okay. He, he made a book about writing your own manga and how you should proceed and you know like the steps you you're supposed to take and all that stuff. And something that really connected with me was the fact that uh, the first chapter, the first page, not even the first chapter, but the first page was something that was really important. So I don't know how that transfers to anime. I guess it's like, you know, like the first minutes or something like that, probably. I don't really know. But when it comes to manga itself, it's the first page that is important. So for me, even if I started new manga, if the first page doesn't connect with me, there's a chance that I might not get interested as if the first page was connecting the first time. So it might sound, you know, kind of harsh, but it's something that is like mental. Like you just it's it's your subconscious. I, I don't even know how to say it. It's like automatic. If the first page doesn't connect with you, there's a chance that you might not enjoy the rest of the story. So I kind of see it that way. And this is the reason why uh, my first chapter is taking so long to drop. It's because I'm trying to perfect things. And when it comes to that, there's the world building, the first page, and the villain. For me, the villain is probably the most important when it comes to, you know, the story, keeping the story interesting. Um, if I want to give a good example, I'm going to talk about Kira from JoJo 
who was feeling that I totally Let's hated. Go! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and Kira is like you have to hate the villain, but you have to also try to understand him sometimes. But Kira was like the personification of the person you could not understand because you're not you're not a, you're not a, you're not a killer like him. I mean, I don't know for some of y'all, but <laughs> Kira, you're not, <laughs> you're not like Kira. You're not like the same as him. So you can't understand the person. And at the same time, you start hating him as much as the main characters. You start getting confused about his actions because you don't know what he's doing it for. And then when you realize that he's doing it only for his self-pleasure, you hate the nigga even more and that's what makes a good story for me the fact that you can hate the villain you can love the main characters or it can go both ways i mean i don't know some of y'all might like kira because you know you think like him and shit but it, it that's really what's important to me and the rest of the the thoughts i had uh, were already said by the people that were in the podcast so i'm not going to repeat stuff but yeah that's mainly what i had to say <laughs> Uh, appreciate you, bro. Uh, I definitely yep. want you to, to pub the manga that you're working on. But first, I'm going to say, uh, just like creative creator, don't get caught up in the perfectionism of it, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so easy, and I think everybody up here can speak to this, it's so easy to have the vision for what you want your project to look like. Yeah. And you find yourself like going over and over on that first piece because you want it to be just right. And mm. you damn near never get it out because you're just too focused on perfection. That's just a yeah. journey. It's not a destination, bro. Mm-hmm. And his shit's fire, y'all. Please go read it. Like, I'll just get on here when the, the new chapter dropping because this should be fire. Like, this man, go, go, go read blues now. I don't, I don't care, bro. Go read it. Like, you need to it go ahead and uh, go ahead and promote it, and remember to drop the link and tweet about it with the hashtag Anime After Dark. So everybody here can have it. So the name is Blues. It's the story of a guy called Shinji. Um, so Shinji Adventures. Hey, nah. <laughs> 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 so he's and uh, the stories. I mean, y'all know it before everyone. So I'm supposed to drop the first chapter uh, that is going to be completely done on June 23rd. Y'all heard it here first. Uh, June 23rd, I'm dropping the chapter. And if you want to keep up with, you know, the updates and stuff, my name on Twitter is Kuro Vibes. And the same on Instagram. I'm probably going to be more active on Instagram, though. So if y'all want to keep up with the updates, it's going to be there. Hey, and check out our podcast. I interviewed him. It was so far. He put a lot of new manga that I did not know about. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. <laughs> Don't forget to tweet about it, bro. Bad, no problem. No, All right, that's no. it for that section. Um, I was trying to get y'all niggas out of here by midnight. I have failed miserably at that. Yeah, we run. Uh, I'm running security next time. It's only eleven o'clock for me. Bro, it wasn't even. It wasn't even about the amount of people in the club. Everybody want to dance to the same song that Yasuke shit. G. <laughs> Cute black girl. Oh, I blame. I blame A for this one. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, bro, let's go. Yeah, with that. let's that sound good a. to me. That sound good to me. It's always nice to blame A. Anybody yeah, with me this time. Yeah. Y'all niggas is wilding. Mm-hmm. Right, that nigga. Uh, over uh, we not about to start that up. He not even here. He not even focused in with us. Uh, I am focused. Y'all not blaming me. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Move on to the next one, G. What you eating, bro? Oh, nothing. <laughs> uh, edible. <laughs> this nigga, I'm dead. He high as hell. High as no, hell. let's just get. Ain't it top ass the pots to wrap this up? Nigga here. Hey, bro. I'm the host, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, it's time for ask the pods. But since we about to go over to midnight, I'm on, I'm only taking four of y'all tonight. Uh, so we need four good questions. I'm about to open up the hands now. The first four to throw their hands up. Y'all the four. Oh, GB, let me pick, man. Let me pick who, man. You want to pick who? Yeah, yeah. So anybody <laughs> want to come up, ask the pods, do it right now. Raise the hands, and I will pick who's coming up. Cause some of y'all, long winded. <laughs> No, not even that they long winded. I'm just avoiding anybody that's gonna speak on One Piece. So let's I'm looking at I'm looking at the list right now, bro. What <laughs> don't take, like... I'm assuming that you think they takes bad, and I'm pushing the agenda. Oh no, no, no! I, I, like I said, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody said any bad takes. It's just like I said, uh, it's cool, bro. I'm gonna push the agenda. No, nah. so Kamaya for sure. She always says something good. Um, skipping over Mari. Uh, let me see Taylor what? for sure. Should have right, never gave right. this nigga Mike the key. Yeah, you know, leave Mars like man. this in the queue, bro. <laughs> this nigga Mark gonna keep raising his hands. No, nigga. Um, <laughs> everybody raise your hand. I'll accept everybody and get kicked. I'm just playing. But yeah, Kamai, why, why? Yeah, why you you already up here? So you can go ahead and get it going. We're not about to keep waiting. It's almost midnight over here. Yeah, Kamai. Okay. Um, since I've been delving into my comfort genres of psychological and mystery, I want to know. For all of my social psychological and mystery lovers, what's your favorite part about those genres? And if you don't watch them, why? Uh, I, okay, so, oh, okay, okay. I'm about to say that's Nate's bag. I, I was gonna say for me. Oh, Nate, go first. Nate, go first. I was like, you sure, Aaron? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Okay. Um, I think my biggest, like, the biggest piece for me, um is just me watching and literally just trying to figure out what this person is thinking while they're thinking it or like um Ooh. like for me like with death note like lights whole take on like initially you know having death note to try to do good and watching his i guess progression to the other side um and I'm like that with movies and, and stuff like that as well. Like, it's always me just trying to, like, analyze why these people are doing this. Like, what what is going on in their brain for them to, um, or for this to be happening? So I think that's the biggest piece for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like putting myself in, like, that character's shoes and seeing, like, how I would react and seeing how the character reacts and kind of, like, putting out together. That's why I, I really enjoy Cyclopass because that villain of that of season one really effed with the main character's like psyche because he was like, I'm perfectly sane. But I just love that whole aspect of it because it just puts you in the, the world and like, what, how would you react and, and how every reaction is different. Exactly. To I totally agree with that. And that's why I For love me? Like, us and like, sorry, that's why I love us because like, it, like, it makes you think like, shit, so many things. Yeah, for me, when it comes to that genre, um, it's really the first conflict and how uh, either the antagonist or how the story um, makes the MC break. Like, what do you do to break the character mentally? Um, and when you produce it very well, you know, that, that usually gets me all, all in it for the long haul. Like, I love shit like that. I love attacks on the mental state of mind, uh, making characters have to have to go against their morals sometimes and putting them in tight spots like that uh i want to go into depth with an answer about myself because they i mean they and a pretty much nailed 
what I feel. I'm about the mental aspect, so I'm a, I, I'm gonna be kind of the weird one, I guess. Um, for me, it kind of like for some like psychopaths and like science gate. I guess what interests me is I guess the science behind it or the the ideas presented behind it. I really like I really like watching a story, especially a mystery, um, where you can really tell the the you know the author or uh, the writer Magaka or whatever they put they put research into this. Like they start bringing up theorems and theories and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, I know that shit. And like, it just that's what really enhances it for me. I think like with Psychopaths, even though I did like the villain, that probably wasn't the most interesting thing to me in the series. And the series was the morality system, and then you know the reveal at the end with how the morality system actually works, and and kind of like the science and, and the working behind that. Like that's what kind of I guess grasped me to mysteries like that. And you know uh, when it comes to, like psychological stuff like Death Note, it's more so. I guess kind of like figuring out the intentions behind the person, you know, uh, uh, causing the, you know, the psycho psychoanalysis and stuff like that. So, well, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant about the villain. Like the villain was the person that messed up this whole society, like of the science. That's why I liked him because he like he messed it all up. That's that's what I meant when I said like the villain because he kind of like you know played with that whole sense. Anybody else? Who, uh, Mike, did you say something? I ain't say shit, bro. You gotta say something. Come on, have you watched Steins Gate? I have not. I'm watching Moriarty the Patriot right now. Steins Gate is on my list after I finish Moriarty the Patriot. Okay. Woo! You watch Steins Gate, let me know. Because I feel like I know it's in the time travel, but I guess it has a psychological aspect, especially with um, one of the main characters goes through towards the end of season one. And then the you this getting to see how that plays out for him in season two with the like the psychological stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. Steins Gate is definitely a, is definitely a hit on the psychological it, aspect. Big and fact. Also, I feel like if you're really looking for psychological, you can damn near throw a stone at any Sanin and, and Jose and, and B.I. Oh, trust me, I have yeah. a lot of psychological anime on my list that I have to delve into because that's my comfort genre and I love it so much. You should. Oh, A Sunday Without God. That's on my list too. Okay, good. Uh, Kamaya, we appreciate you. Question Thank number you. two on deck is from Taylor. Hey again. So I have. Um, I know we're running out of time, so I'll just have the one question. And basically, um, what's your favorite genre bending anime that actually did it successfully? I'm talking like two, multiple parts of the anime where if you were, if someone were to pitch it to you, it sounds insane. None of the elements are supposed to work, but they did it and they did it well. So just like a positive note, what's someone who actually took something, reinvented it, added their own mix to it, and did wrote something that actually made sense and you enjoyed it? JoJo. I was definitely going to say JoJo's. I was just about to say that shit, bro. JoJo, bro. I, I think we was all going to say JoJo's. Nah, nah, I can keep that shit. This nigga <laughs> banking this shit. I was terrible. I was no one was, no one was making this shit back then. He can stop making it and I'll be all right. Nah. No, it's easy. Yeah, JoJo's is, is the first one that comes to mind. And like everybody's been saying, that shit just, it's just so unique and it and it, it's, it hits, yo. I don't get the whole skipping, it, but that's a whole nother discussion. Everything progresses. Wait, you don't get the what? Skip. 
the whole skipping the parts and whatnot, but you know, right. that's you another that first part. You in the gap. Hey, Leak, no. keep talking your shit, man. That shit is terrible. This nigga here, boy. Just bro, it. Leak, you got co signed by Mari, bro. You're gonna have to think about your take. Yeah, I mean, it's ain't bad now, man. <laughs> yeah, that mean your shit. Nah, I, don't, I don't retract anything because that shit was not worth watching at the beginning. Well, I mean, I agree. At, you see how you say at the beginning? Yeah, I agree. Bro, I would have never made it past episode one if y'all didn't recommend it. And that's what friends are for, bro. I agree. Yeah, y'all put me through a bunch of bullshit just to get to me, just to get to okay. Oh, I'm not going to lie, though. I made it. I just watched the first season of it, and everyone was telling me it was incredible. And I I, said I, I believe them. I <laughs> a liar. Taylor, a liar said that. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that someone agreed that season one was not the greatest. At what point are you like, okay, this is it. This is where this is where it starts. Cause you gotta I, wait. I for everybody everybody gonna it. keep telling you the next part. Then the next part. Then the <laughs> next I, part. Pretty much, pretty much. Mm, yeah. Before before we get stuck on uh Lee trying to uh slander Joe. Tell the truth. I want to tell the truth and shame the devil. Lies. I do I do not tell I do want I do want to tell the truth and shame the devil. I do want to don't be co-signing on this nigga leak. You don't even know what he's talking about. Leak, leak, leak. I'm using a podcast, bro, because you, you, you talking real reckless. Reckless? That boy, that boy finna slander JoJo for an hour and a half. He's reckless. Done reckless. <laughs> that shit is ass uh, at the beginning. I, I, I want to, I want to talk about, I want to talk about a, a anime or two anime. I think should be on that list of gender bent. Uh, Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. Trigun being my one of my favorites. They, they both like space westerns to me a little bit. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm throwing those both up there on the list. Jimmy, you said Ooh, gender bin? On, That's a good choice. That's an oldie but a goodie. I love it. I said gender bin. I, I, yeah, I meant John. I meant John. John like, what? <laughs> I would say. I would say, and I, I, I tweet about it too. I would say decadence. Um, I, decadence is is kind of an isekai, also kind of a mech. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of a few things. And it's honestly amazing. Uh, you you watch it. You watch episode two. You have no clue what the fuck you just walked into, and it, like changes right. the whole thing. Like now, nah, decadence is it. It, it kind of and it also has like mystery to it too. Like it's it does a lot of things and it it works out somehow, some way. Yeah, I I walked out the room for a second in between episodes, and the animation is even completely different. So I was like, what the fuck just happened? So yeah, <laughs> decadence definitely. It's one of the ones that's um that if you're not really paying attention and you gotta really fucking get invested because you don't know what the fuck is going on if you don't um pay attention. Um, I did see somebody try to throw Attack on Titan into that category too, but I ain't I ain't allowing it, bro. Oh no, I don't see nah. how. I don't see how at all. Niggas be niggas be trying to push the uh the mech agenda on Attack on Titan, and then they be trying to and say. But how though? I, well. The person because it's because it's little it's little there. bodies inside big bodies. But it's not. Man. It's not a machine. No. It's been yeah, no. They try to put the mech agenda on it. Uh, no. Uh, did everybody get a chance to answer? If you had an answer, no. I guess so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Taylor, we appreciate you. All right. Have a good night. I know it's midnight where you are, right? Yeah, no, it's ten o'clock where I'm at. I'm in. A, it's I'm midnight on where I am. It's ten o'clock where I am too. That's why we're all we're wide awake. Yeah, we good. We good. <laughs> uh, Mari, what's good, bro? 
was good. I was gonna come up here and talk one piece, but I don't need Mike to kick me out the room. I'm so. glad you know what type of time I'm on, man. It's midnight. I ain't got time yeah, for know. it. Bro, I'll bring you back, bro. No. Man, my question. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all, I need y'all to uh, recommend me manga and anime that y'all like that like is not mainstream that not everyone knows. I got one for you. History song is the stifle Kanichi. I mean that's uh, Kingdom too. Oh, I mean King, yeah, Kingdom is more mainstream than a lot of stuff. It's actually goaded by a lot of people, but Kingdom is also one of them. You said history of what? I'm writing this shit down. Uh, history's strongest disciple, Kanichi. Yeah. I got, I got, I got a few of these. I got a few of these, but I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna go and say like, I'm gonna go say like four. Um. First, I gotta say Nisekoi, Nisekoi. If you if you like, I guess it's, it's like like Monogatari, I guess in a way, but also not. So it's kind of like well, the the directing style is which makes it so good. Um, Rage of Bahamut. I think they're both on Hulu. It's like two 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 different series, but they follow each other. Um, one I forget the I forget what they're called right now, but they they're both really good. Actually, I think they were. Anime by Mappa. I can't remember who animated him. I think it was Mappa. Um, then I was gonna say if you like uh, if you like Damachi, which is like um, can you what's it not catch not was it uh, can you pick up girls in the dungeon? Or is something it okay like to pick up girls in the dungeon? Yeah, it's okay to pick up girls in the dungeon. It's a spinoff that's on Amazon. That's called Sword Oratia or uh, Oratario Oratia. I can't I can't say it. Um, that that follow that follows like the uh the i forget what guild it follows but different guild that like wow he's doing his mission and follows what they're doing and it's the like loki guild the loki guild yeah follows the loki guild instead of him which is mad interesting it's actually much better than i thought it was and i guess the last one i'm gonna say is even though i guess this isn't loki but you haven't talked about in a, in a long time is recreators um which is basically an op it's a it's a, it's a, it's a Opposite isekai. So instead of people going to a fantasy world, people from the, people from fantasy video games, I guess come to the real world and end up having to fight in like in the real world, and it brings like the uh, people who they're connected to into the battles and shit like that. I guess it's kind of it kind now 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 I'm saying that out loud. It's kind of like fate in a way, but also not like fate. But yeah, those are the four. I, y'all know I could say like another twenty. Rage of Bahamut is both on. I ain't gonna lie, I can't get with fate. Fate is not a good series. Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Somebody take this nigga out. I'm no, actually, actually, I can't even wow you on that shit because I actually just started because Elite. Uh, so, kick this nigga. Yeah. I can't even wow you on that shit, bro. I'll just. Name, take I can. I'll name something real quick because I know we ain't got time, but um, ID Invaded, uh, Blood Blockade, Battlefront. Yes. I started Blood Blockade. Yeah, Blood Blockade, Battlefront. Um, Shit, right now I'm watching I Taxi. I've been pushing that agenda. Um, Scissor Seven on Netflix. It's like a little comedy joint. That shit is funny. Um, and then Junie Tyson and Terraformers are uh, two good ones too. That's short. Terraformers. Mike, all his snow misses. Good job, Mike. I see you be uh, <laughs> for Castlevania. I gotta start that shit. Yes, please, please watch yeah. Castlevania. I just oh, finished it. Um, beautiful story. Another hit. Another hit. All four seasons are gas. Like yeah. I highly recommend. Um, also, I also recommend um, Record of Grand Crush Wars. 
I fully enjoyed that series. I think it's on Hulu. Um, it's short, but yeah, it's 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 a really good series. Um, I invaded. Oh my god, I love that series. And Shit, um, too far. Um, I would say Blade Immortal. I I I really did enjoy that anime because I think a lot of like the artistic style was really cool and the story was great. Um, a lot of chaos. So that was the one I recommend. Enjoy Hero. Uh, I guess, I guess I'll go last before we move on to the last person tonight. Um, two, my, three, three series I'm reading right now. Solo leveling, uh, is okay. Like I'm not gassed up about it, but I can see why niggas are. I guess, uh, sweat and soap, which I was put on by Crystal from uh, K House yes. Podcast. I love it. Uh, Run with the Wind, which is cool. It's a it's a sports manga about track anime, track, but like. It's not even track. These niggas is just running so far. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, this shit not even track. It's just these niggas out here like in track suits doing their thing. Uh, oh, Forrest Gump anime. Okay. <laughs> basically, that's basically what it is, bro. It's old drunk niggas on the block that just decide to go outside and go street light to street light. So, um, nice. them, them three are reading right now and I've been fucking with. Appreciate it. Oh, and read Undead Unluck. Read Undead Unluck. Yeah. Oh, and one one I'm finna start that I've been hearing good things about that I'm probably gonna start in like a week or so is gonna be Kaiju number eight. Y'all That's watch uh y'all need to watch Cautious Hero. I just started that shit pretty good too. Cautious Hero was alright. Yeah, Cautious um, is alright. It's, it's alright. Cautious Hero made the mistake of dropping around the same time as the Shield Hero. And I it need, need a did. second season though. It's just still <clears> good. Yeah, season. it do. You need it. But appreciate y'all having me. Go read One Piece. I know that shit gonna make Mike mad, but whatever. Damn. That nigga got rid of him. Well, what happened to him? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Al, you you the last <laughs> nigga tonight. Uh, finish it off right for it, my bro. Bring Damn, home. y'all. Gang, gang. Can you hear me? We have yeah, we have. Hey, I'll cut that man off hella quick, man. That's all bad. Uh, <laughs> I'll make it quick. I got a two-question one. Um, first one, it. One. Okay, I could do it. Um, what's your favorite anime possession? Like, when I say that, like, all of us are anime heads in some way, shape, or form. Like, if you got an anime room, or you got something signed by a certain, like, Arthur or something like that. Or if you got, like, a favorite figurine, something like that. What's your favorite anime possession? That's a good question. Ooh. I would say my, um, my Bleach manga bomb signed by, um, the dub voice actor for Ichigo. I, I feel like he's a really great dub voice actor, and I love, I love his dub voice. But yeah, that, I, I have that shit in like a plastic bag type shit. Because <laughs> I, I love his voice actor. Yeah, I have um I have two. Um they're actually right behind me right now. I'm about to tweet a picture. So I have a uh hand painted hand painted picture of me as Ichigo from uh Kai. Kai painted it for me. Um and then I also have a um hand painted Yusuke picture uh from Locked Up Little Mama on Twitter. And it's it's amazing. So let me let me tweet this picture real quick. So, oh yeah. shoot! Oh sorry. I also have a signed um, uh, Dragon Ball Broly uh, movie poster by the person who did the music for it. I won a contest, and he signed it. So I have that framed up too. I'm trying uh, to get my collection up, but as of right now, my favorite anime possessions happen to be my bonnet and my silkies. I got a Nakatsuki bonnet, a One Piece durag, um, Demon Slayer durag, and a Itachi and Sasuke durag so far. Go ahead and shoot me that One Piece durag, that link, bro. 
I actually have an extra one. I can mail that to you. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, send you my address then. Bet. Uh, Say that. My favorite possession right now, it was given to me by this nigga on Twitter. I won this competition. It's a a newspaper article clipping of the thousandth oh, chapter of One Piece. One that was actually me that gave that to you. So I know I know that was you, nigga. <laughs> you know what? I'm a heathen, yo. I forgot about that. I'm looking at it's still in the tube because I, I ain't put it up yet. That's facts. That's another Damn, one. Damn, that nigga on my pod and I didn't even win it. That's crazy. Hey, he ain't joining you until afterwards. Relax. This this the part this the I'm part where hurt. you find out that nigga brought you on the pod just to win the poster. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> the you. The truth comes out. Um, no, no I, I, I love the poster. I don't have my own studio and shit yet. Like the the podcast studio shares space in another room of our apartment. And so I don't have anywhere to put it up. So I just I have to settle for like taking it out the uh the tube every once in a while, just looking at it. But I love that poster and I can't wait to hang it on my wall. Um, shit. I'm I'm a broke nigga, so I don't got nice things like the rest of the fool. That's it all, bro. You got a whole uh-huh. podcast, bro. You rich. Damn, I'm broke as a motherfucker. Day. I, 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 um, I think probably the best thing I got maybe is my trigun poster. I got this wall scroll when I was in LA. I went to like the little like Japanese part of town they got, and I got something from there. I think that's that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I went to DreamCon, I tried to get an autograph from uh, Linda Young, the voice of Genkai Frieza or whatever, and she wouldn't sign it. Like she was like twenty five dollars or some shit, and I didn't know. <laughs> but her, no, but her son. So you sharing an L? Damn, can I t- can I tell my story? I let y'all talk. So her no, but he said he let us talk. Okay. Her son is um. The nigga from uh, the nigga that voices Karama from uh, John Bergamar, be respectful. I don't, I don't know his name, but the get nigga, that nigga um, might kick him. But basically, he gave me like a whole poster and signed a bunch of shit and was like, "Be wise" and all this other shit. And then all of a sudden, his mama wanted to sign some shit. I didn't want to autograph, but I took it. But um, <laughs> yeah, that that's like my favorite piece of uh, memorabilia or whatever. I'm gonna be real. It didn't sound like he was excited about it, but oh well. I mean, I got a lot of shit. I got a lot of shit. Could I say uh, mine since I'm on? No. No. Yeah, say, say yours, bro. Say yours, and then I'm moving to the audience. I appreciate you. I just wanted to brag. I got a, um, a Dragon Ball Super Card signed by the voice of Vegeta, Goku, and Beerus. And I also got a um, signed art card from the guy that did Food Wars. The guy that did all the artwork and stuff like that. He drew me a handmade picture of Alice and signed it for me. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. All right, y'all. We finally made it to the end of this session. I did not manage to get y'all out of here by midnight, but I'm managing to get y'all out of here by midnight mm-hmm. 15. So I hope that I can get a little bit of credit for that. Uh, we're probably going to put an official ban on Yasuke for clubhouse rooms going uh, forward in the future. Mike, are there any special announcements I need to make before I get us the fuck up out of here? Um, no special announcements, man. Y'all pull up to DreamCon if you can. Uh, actually, yeah, if you ain't got your ticket, you don't even worry about it. Um, other than that, man, yeah, I really don't think that's it, man. I miss you, Sensei LaGlove. I hope you come back next week because, man, we need you here. Um, yeah, you got to run security, bro. Yeah, and uh, shout out, shout out to the It Mob niggas that came up this week, man, and um, well, Appreciate everybody outside you. of Steve. Definitely um, go check out the It Mob. Uh, oh, oh, run my fade tournament going on right now. Best senseis, go to worst gen pod page, vote, 
Uh, we need y'all numbers to come in and keep the agendas going. I need my boy Reagan to go to the championship. Um, Reagan, you, know, you can dead that, brother. Well. Look, yeah, I'm that shit almost hey, happened. Carl Sunset Supremacy. Hey, real quick, real quick, real quick. It's 12 hours left in the first round. It's Jirai versus Reagan right now. Koro Sensei versus Gojo. Master Roshi versus Asuma Sensei. Aizawa versus Piccolo. Genkai versus Izumi Curtis. And Mike Guy versus Rayleigh. Dr. Frankenstein versus Biscuit Kruger. And Kisuke versus Captain Yami. So 12 hours left on that, y'all. I couldn't vote on like two or three of those hoes. I don't know why. Wasn't it? Um, Aaron, while you unmuted, go ahead and uh, promote the pod so we can get up out of here. Oh, oh yeah. I'm Aaron, a.k.a. The Lost Homie, a.k.a. The Anime Anthology from the Black Anime Podcast. Uh, you can get a, catch us on every, I guess, most, every most podcasting you know, site, you know, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, all that. You can also catch us on YouTube whenever I feel like editing a video, which hasn't happened in about two months. So, um, I mean, when it comes, it comes. <laughs> Uh, spicy. Hey guys, it's your girl Spicely herself from Spicely Talks Podcast. Um, you can follow us on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. I just posted my Castlevania Season Four review, so go check that out. Um, more reviews on the way. I also have a Twitch channel called Spice Lady Gaming. Gonna um, stream more on there. So make sure you guys go follow me on there and support your girl. Support the Patreon. Become part of our stand user family. You know, it's all JoJo, all love over here. Uh, can I get a representative from the Imam, please? Got y'all. Um, it's your boy Abe, uh, known as Prince A. Lawal on Twitter. Um, Princess Show the Blood Miss. I am part of the co host for It Mob. I'm a, a co editor for It Mob and My Naka Mixer. I have my own podcast that's more focused on culture and sports and all that stuff called Ocean A. We just dropped a new episode today. Uh, episodes usually drop weekly on the weekends. Um, and yeah, uh, check out our YouTube page, uh, Inside the Mind of the Blurred. Follow us on Twitter at the Blurred Mind Pod. Follow us on Instagram for show. And make sure uh, you, oh, well, we got it on YouTube on Friday. At six central, seven EST, and I don't know what time that is for y'all West Coast niggas, but y'all can figure it. Um, we premiering our uh cartoon tier list ranking that we did, so please, uh, y'all that's, the one when, uh, that's the one with Crystal Light Yamagi is drunk out her mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, this nigga said Yamagi, okay. <laughs> yeah, so please, please, uh, pull up and slander us because these niggas was out of line. No, nah, no, nah, I ain't say all that, I ain't say all that. They yeah. was out of line, just, on just pull up and watch. <laughs> But yeah, Lee, can it. I can I get it? Can I get some worst jam pod? Shit, follow us at worst jam pod. Subscribe to our website, worstgenerationpodcast.com. Fuck with the Run My Fade tournaments. Uh, fuck with Panda, the most recognizable person on the podcast. She can't defend herself now. She's on everybody else's pod. Um, but yeah, follow us everywhere, man. We uh, got a lot of more shit coming. Season three is coming soon. So stay tuned for that shit. Uh, Mike, can I get that blend of my pod? Um, Follow us at Blender May Podcast on everything, IG and Twitter and all that good stuff, man. Uh, episodes drop on Monday for the most part. Um, Anime After Dark episodes drop uh, on Patreon on Thursdays and uh, on Fridays for the public uh, on all streaming ser- services. And, um, yeah, I think that's it, man. Um, 
GB, we good? We got everything? We are good. That is it. We appreciate everybody for coming out. Until next week, we're going to holler at y'all, and we out. Scoo-scoo.